week after the Johnny Cash concert. Hello? Yes? What about Johnny Cash? Well, see, I never know whether I'm on the air or not. I'm sitting here talking as soon as that last promo ends, and uh, they don't they don't open my pot. They're smoking it, but they don't want to yeah, open it. Yeah, I was going to say. Idiots. So, a uh, big shake-up at uh, WTVJ. Really? I didn't hear about that. Where, where would we hear about Joan that? Joan Fleischman's column today, page four in the Herald. <laughs> Joan Fleischman's column. What a joke. What a market, man. You know what? It reminds me of your buddy Tom Jicka. Here we have this big story on Friday about the, your personal do, 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 do. show. Does it make it into anywhere in the Sun Sentinel? No. Does it make it anywhere in the Herald except Barry Jackass? No. Uh, and that's what you got in the market. Maybe he was no big deal. Yeah, right. No, maybe uh, both newspapers don't have anybody that writes about local radio or TV. When Joan Fleischman, a gossip columnist, has to be the one writing about big shakeup at WTV. Well, I think that's, it's a pretty significant pretty story. That... Well, then how come it's not on the front page for crying out loud? What kind of garbage newspapers have you got in South Florida, anyhow? Uh, some markets don't put the television changes on the front page of their papers. Well, how about the front page of the entertainment section? Wouldn't that make sense? What entertainment section? I don't know. Whatever the arts and arts and farts, whatever they call it. That would make parts. sense. Yeah. So what happened? What's the big uh, change? Are they bringing Bob Weaver back? <laughs> no. How about you know what they do? They, they listen what about Del Frank? Age. Are they bringing him back? Del Frank, wow. You know, I had him as a guest on my show one time on WS News. Del he was a great Frank. news guy. He was a very good guy. He came from Washington. He came to South Florida to kind of like semi-retire. Well, the weekend guy is going to be doing 11 o'clock now. Well, that's not a news story. I had that on days ago. Yeah, they told me that. I didn't hear you say it. Yeah. Uh, but Friday... You mean uh, Michael Williams? That's not WTVJ, is it? Yeah, Michael Williams is going to be oh, doing... Oh, that's right. It's WFOR is for now. I can't keep track. He's going to be doing uh, nighttime instead of your buddy Cigaretto. And Tony will just be doing 6 o'clock. Good. That, uh, that's a good step. Now just to get him off of that, and we'll be doing a real favor for everybody. Silly guy. And you're not a news guy, Tony. You're like the Cambrell Martian of news. You're a, you're a jock. You're a sports guy. Go back to UM, Tony. You're a silly guy. He's been doing the news for a long time. I know, and not, not a very good job either. But he yucks it up pretty good. In fact, they should have yanked his ass out of there the same time they got rid of Sloppy Veloppy. 47-year-old Jennifer Veloppy? Talk, talk about egos, man. They both wanted to be uh, taken to work in a limousine uh, when they started doing the 6 o'clock news together. So, yeah, take their ass out of there in a limousine. So Nesprowl, age 39. Jackie Nesprowl, oh, my working God. working with Williams, age 47, Yeah. at 11 o'clock. And then Segreto, cool. age 57. I mean, there's every, next to everybody's name is their age. Why is that? You tell me. How old are you, Joni Fleischman? Huh? I'd say about 80. Old bag. Why do they do that? Why the hell she got to try to embarrass people? I mean, we're old and we admit it. Yeah. But Joni Fleischman, I guarantee you, she makes us look like teenagers, that old bitch. Bob Weaver, 76. Well, well, what kind of thing is that to put in there? She listed all the people who have left since uh, 2003. Yeah, what about Ralph Rennick? How old is he now? Well, Ralph is uh, no longer with us. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He died? Yeah. How about uh, Del, uh, what the hell was his name? The guy that used to do the voiceovers, the other the weekend weather guy. The weekend weather guy. Yeah. The, the, oh, jeez. He used to do all the voiceovers for WTVJ. Oh, uh, uh, Don. Imus. Not Don not Franklin. Don. No. It wasn't oh, Don Franklin. Boy. No, not even close. He was a weekend weather guy. I yeah, I vaguely remember Don Franklin, but that's not who I'm talking about. Well, it'll come to me, like a bolt from above. I'm sure he's dead. He used to do the weather. Weaver did the weather most of the time, and this guy yeah. also did the weather on TVJ. Jesus. I forgot. Anyway, it'll, 
It'll uh, strike me. Strike me down. So it listed all the people who had left, uh, Jerry Helfman and... Oh, thank goodness. Uh, I like you know, her. speaking of Jerry Helfman, now, wasn't it like uh, her family got murdered or something one time? Remember that? Uh, it was her stepmother. Well, her stepfather, was. No, her father. Her Whatever it was. Her stepmother well, killed her father. Well, and uh, there you go. I don't want to sound insensitive, but Jerry Helfman was working at Channel 10 years ago, and she put together a show. It was when I left WS News to go to INZ. And she put together a show with Dwight Fort Lauderdale hosting the show with uh, on talk radio. And so they uh, we get on the stage. There, there's David Gold from GBS. Remember old GBS when they tried to go talk? Then there was this Mr. Ego was on there from uh, uh, WS News. And I'm on there from uh, representing INZ. And there was somebody else on there, too. And the whole audience is stacked. There's Luke Crone sitting there with his wife and family. And there's uh, John uh-huh, Levitt, my former producer from WS News. And Tom don't like us. The whole audience is stacked with WS News people. She invited them to bring, you know, the, stack the audience with all their people. And nobody from GBS or INZ was in the audience. What a joke. I should have got up and walked out. Miserable bitch, Jerry Helfman. Oh, I hope you're right, sorry. Jerry. How old is she, by the way? Uh, it says 46. Oh. I like yeah, Jerry. Right. I like Jerry a lot. No, I don't care. Yeah, you can like her all you want. You, you're the guy that tried to get Kim Bocamp around that two to four slot. What do you mean I tried to get him on? I tried to get him on a poll. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to get him in the survey, you know. You're even worse than George, man. It's so easy to push your buttons. It's just uh, so predictable. Well, at least you didn't try to get your buddy Zagaki in there anyway. Good God. He has other things to do. Well, thank God. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we know. Talk about a nice afternoon siesta. Although there is kind of like a Latino and Italian uh, kind of a you know, tradition, that mid-afternoon siesta. That would work. And then Mad Dog could be like your human alarm clock. I still say manage two to six, man. That's my that's my solution for the thing. We got Curtis today, and that's uh, they're only doing this one day at a time. Like that show with that awful show with Bonnie Franklin. One day at a time. Curtis, today, we don't know about tomorrow. I'm not big on that. I don't know who tomorrow is either. It's not on no, Well, they don't have decided yet. Oh. Keep them guessing. It's the mystery host. I say Mad Dog 2 to 6. What do you think about that? I think. I say there's not a shot in the world he does it. Why not? I'll tell you what. Take half the money they were paying Mo and add that on top of what the Zidians are already paying this guy. He hardly works anyway. And have him do 2 to 6. Why should he do it? For the money? He's making plenty. Yeah. yeah. Plus, he still, he still only works still about, what, 80 days a year? Right. He only he's works about 80 weeks days a year. He's off 12 right. weeks a year. So, there you go. So, like he's, I said, he's he got it. He's, his deal's almost as good as yours. Yeah, his deal's better than any of ours, believe you me. i never seen a guy that, yeah, like the It's about the 3rd of December, and we're saying, oh, well, uh, Mad Dog's off for the rest, <laughs> rest of the year because he's done his quota of shows. Yeah. He's done his 40 shows for the year. Boy. I'll tell you, that Joyce, she sure got us, didn't she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What a what a loser. Uh, he, he, I, I don't think Jim will do it. Why not? Because I'm just Can you discuss this with him? Well, I want you to... I First of all, he has a We're business. putting you in charge of being the muscle man in this. You're going to be the Clemenza I wouldn't do deal. it to him. I would recommend they not do it. Why is that? Because he doesn't need any more money. That's how number about, one. How about two to five? Pardon me? How about two to five? I wouldn't be for that. Well, why not? Because I think it's more important that he be on from four to seven. No, I think it's more important that he's on at two because then he carries over the numbers from us. And uh, two to you know. four doesn't mean anything. Two to four doesn't mean anything. <laughs> oh no. Yeah, that's what it means. Four to seven are the most important hours. Really? Yeah. 
I got an idea. He'll do two to five, and you come back and do five to seven. You can do a split shift. You're only doing three hours anyway. I'd do that. You would? <laughs> you come back and do five to seven? Sure. You would come back and do five to seven in the afternoon and do like six hours a day? Five hours. It's only five. Yeah, for the same money. For the same money you're making now. <laughs> What's that? For the same money you're making now, you come back and do another two hours. That's our kind oh, of guy, no, folks. Oh, no, do two shows? <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. excuse me. I'm not talking about in... Uh, I'm oh, you mean in addition to this? I said you'd oh. come back and do five to seven. No after shot. Next trip to the track, couple no. hours siesta there. No. Oh, come on. You forget, Jim has a business to run. Yeah? Yeah. So what does that have to do with anything? He can't he, spend four hours You're also a day forgetting here. he used to do two to four. Yeah. So? That's two hours a day. Right. Well, he wasn't going back to the orifice after four. He was going home. It, it, I'm telling you, he won't do it. Okay. Well, I'm, I tried. I think that's the uh, that's the bonanza for Why don't we bet? That would make us the greatest radio station in America today on AM, which isn't saying much, but that's what it would do. I'm not saying it's not right, but he has a deal. Right. Well, there's that Ray Nogginhead again, Mr. Chocolate Factory. What an idiot. Now, let me say this to you. If a white guy would have said, we want to make... Um, uh, Kalamazoo, for example, the vanilla city. You know, we want all white people here. Can you imagine the hue and cry, the hysteria that would have been? They would have, like, uh, tried to lynch a guy like that. And Ray Noggin, and he comes up there and says, oh, well, New Orleans, God wants it to be a chocolate city. Now he's, like, trying to water it down a little bit with a little vanilla extract. Give me a break. What an idiot. New Orleans is, uh, they say... Crap. Back to normal for now, but yeah, they like still I haven't said, fixed crap. the levies. Yeah. The levies. The, them either. They need the George Morton levy pace there is what they need. Rye bread. <laughs> Rye bread and Cajun cuisine, man. That's a good combination. That's the mix. Yeah. That emerald will make you legacy. Well, listen, have a great day at the uh, track today. No, I'm not at the track today. Well, well, let's see. It's Wednesday. I have a busy day today. No, I'm not doing Woodbine today either. I'm letting my wallet heal up from Monday. I got most of it back, but just just a shocking experience. I won't be back at the track until Saturday. Me too. I'll be there Saturday morning bright and early. And I'll tell you that this there's this one uh, packy guy now who's taking a fancy to my machine that I like. And I'm going to, like, drag his ass off of there just like that Russian bitch tried to do to me the other day. I want to play ten machines out playing. And send her to Siberia, that bitch. Maybe it's too much vodka that makes those people the way they are. Who is it? Oh, there was a Russian bitch uh, the other day. She had like a whole bunch of machines tied up. And I'm sitting there. She and, and her trick was she'd put two coins in, and then she'd run away for a half an hour and play on the other side. And uh, her coat's on the chair. And she's got a, She's afraid that somebody else might win something. That kind of person. You know what I mean? kind of people I want to come in and type all the good machines, man. See, I can't take the strife at the slot machine place. What, what do you mean by that? Well, no, you wouldn't, <laughs> like, uh, you wouldn't like this place because the kind of the dregs of mankind come in there. I told you they take the TTC, the bus system, goes right out to Woodbine. Yeah, and so, same everywhere. So a lot of the, uh, the, how do I say it gently, a lot of the scum of the universe that wind up in there. That's what oh, you get wherever you put slot machines. No, that's not true. Niagara Falls, man, at Fallsview, these are the finest... Any, anybody that goes in there and their tongue doesn't hang down to their shoes, man, has got to be blind, deaf, and dumb. The most beautiful, young, well-dressed people. I mean, the place is palatial. Really? Yes. And they got the biggest sports book in Canada. I'm telling you, you'd enjoy Fallsview a lot. You'd have a great time. Look at the people who uh, get on the buses to go to Atlantic City. Well, I'm, that, that's the same thing with Woodbine. That's what I'm telling you. They get on the bus. Well, you know the kind of people that get on the bus. Yeah, bus With all due respect to you people out there that use the bus, well, we're on to you folks. You slimeballs. Boo. Bussies. 
<laughs> yeah. Reminds me of Don Bussey, the great harness driver. Well, anyway, on that note, have a great day. You too. And save it for a rainy day. Like Saturday, think of that weather guy. Oh, uh, Dick Fennell. Oh, Dick Fennell was great. Yeah, see, he's dead, though, isn't he? Uh, I'm not sure. Well, let's find out. That's your assignment for today. Okay. Dick Fennell seed. Maybe. He, he did all the voiceovers. He was the voice yeah. of Channel uh, good guy, WTVJ. Too. Dick Fennell, I like him a lot. Me too. In fact, I met him when I was on some stupid show on that channel one time. Then I was on the Jimmy Syphila show on Channel 10 one time. I've been around, man. Over the years, I had that great show, that Kendall Toyota show, Mark Jacobson and Don Cox, Rest in Peace. Oh, I remember that show. Oh, boy. Talk about an embarrassment. Well, I had to do it to keep the account, you know, and then Wayne bought that place, so forget about that. Well, listen, have a great day <laughs> and too. say hi to Wayne over at the ballpark. Say, uh, give him a big kiss yeah, and that's it. I'll be there. Nah. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> I told you somebody would. 10.14 already. We better do the break and get into the show. Okay, yeah, we uh, don't have time to waste. Right? On the show today? Well, a facsimile thereof. Curtis Stevenson at 2 this afternoon in the mystery host spot. And then Mad Dog 4 to 7. I don't care what Hank says. I think 2 to 6 is just fine. Do it for us. Do it for the team, Mad Dog. Right. You're a team player. One for the do gipper. it for the team. That's right. One for the jipper. 10.14 at QM if you're in a dead-end job. Maybe like radio. Maybe you're underpaid. If your New Year's resolution is to get out of that rut and get yourself a high-paying career, act now. Pick up that phone and call Fast Train toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. Fast Train will get you trained and ready for your new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's all it takes to turn your life around. You can turn it around in your life, too. You can get a new high-paying career in just months. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals right now is at an all-time high. Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. So pick up that phone right now and call Fast Train at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. They placed over 100 people just like you in 2005. Check Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com, but you better act now in order to get that new high-paying career because classes are filling up fast. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Start making a real big fat paycheck every payday and get yourself a real life that goes along with it. Make this uh, a New Year's resolution a reality this year by calling Fast Train today, toll-free at 1-866-FAST-TRAIN. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 QAM. No! Neil Rogers got Doctors, you've got to let us know. What's up with Ariel Sharon? I'm dying over here. Boys! 
Some days you say that he is fine. Some days you say he has flat lines. So come on and let us know. Will he stay or will he go? He would not fake, fake, fake. He had a stroke for heaven's sake. I think someone is telling lies. Don't even know if he's alive. Maybe he's doing just so-so. I bet you that old bag Joni Fleischmann there, she must be about 110 years old, you know. She's older than Methuselah's grandma, and she's talking about other people's age. She's got well, a what is that all about? What difference does it make how old Tony Cigaretto is or how old? How come Joni Fleischmann don't put in there, I'm 73, okay? We want to know how old you are, Joni. Put it on the headline in the Herald, on the front page. Joni Fleischmann celebrates 89th birthday. What a crock of crap. Such a Bush League town, man. Always has been, always will be. I don't care what anybody says. I mean, that's one thing you can take to your grave. The, you, you know for a fact that nothing is ever going to change. It's just a matter of degrees. You know what I mean? Right. Just like the temperature. Just like the weather. Just a matter of degrees. Anyway, uh, an engineer was kidnapped and ten Iraqis killed today. Things are going very well over there. Oh, right? we're fine. The gunman attacked three vehicles in Western Baghdad. About 30 minutes earlier, three Iraqi police and one civilian killed in a roadside bomb attack on a police patrol in Al-Sadiyah, about 45 miles east of Bakuba. It was Cuba. Also, gunmen uh, killed three people in a flat in southwestern Baghdad's Al-Baya neighborhood today. It's just uh, a lot of killing, a lot of bloodshed, a lot of people dying. Freedom's on the march. Yeah, freedom's on the march. These poor bastards, man. We went in there and, like, uh, just turned their lives. I won't say we turned it upside down. We took away a lot of lives and maimed and tortured and wounded and... All these things. But nevertheless, it's a price of freedom, baby. It's a price of getting that, that big American hooked into those oil fields. Here's the poll from yesterday. Speaking of that, speaking of that whole Iraqi situation and all the other situations like Northern Ireland and the Middle East. You know, basically this thing with Iran, it's the same old crap. Mm -hmm. it's the Arabs and the Jews. Well, you know what? Castle hoist to both of you folks, all you militants. Right. I mean, you know. I'm not one of those Jews. I don't care about Israel. I don't care about any of that stuff. I don't hate the Arabs. I don't hate the... I, you know, I deal with people one at a time. Now, birds, that's another story. They all need to be taken out. <laughs> what? I don't know what you're laughing about. All you people with your parrots and parakeets and minor birds and cockatoo and whatever else you got in the cage, we're coming to get it. In fact, even though you know how I feel about cats... Right. I got a cat rescue story here somewhere. I don't know where I put it. Well, cats kill birds, so, you know. That, that's what I'm saying. What we're going to do is start making uh, zillions of cats. We're going to have them reproducing like rabbits. And uh, they're going to be like 12 trillion cats, and we're going to turn them loose to kill all the birds. The only problem is cats can't fly too good, but maybe we can make some flying well, cats. Like what do you say? You throw one hard enough, it flies. Trust no, me. With all this uh, great genetic engineering we have right now, maybe they can make a, f a f uh, flying cat. Just wait. Go up there and grab them birds right out of the sky. Anyway, what's the worst thing about religion? 1,710 votes. Breeds hate and intolerance, 482. All of these things, 316. All of these, all of these things that we'll get to here. 316. We put that on late, too. All these right. things except one. Spawns violent fanatics, 272. Is there any doubt about that? No, no way, Jose. Stop it at Bubba Mice's, okay? It, you know, it's okay if it's... You know what they do like with kids? You see it in the movies all the time. A parent gets killed or dies from some disease. 
Oh, well, uh, Danny, he's in heaven now. Right. Well, when's he coming back? Oh, he's never coming back. He's in a better place. He's in heaven. You know, I mean, that's a lie, like Santa Claus, but maybe that's about the only way that parents can explain death to little kids, you know, when they're like uh, 18 right. or 19. And, and, of course, <laughs> you'll be hooking up with them later, you know, when you die. Yeah, right. Which, of course, you makes got, the kids... got to look forward to that, seeing Daddy right, again yeah. up there in the sky. We don't know what he's going to look like because he ain't got no body no more, and uh, he ain't got no heart and no brain and no liver and no kidneys. But other than these things, he's uh, not doing too bad. No pancreas, no uh, bladder. Anyway, Spawn's Violent Fanatics 272. It's all bullshit, 217. Now we're talking. That's my kind of answer. I like the people that voted for that. It's all a pile of crap. Um, keeps people stupid, 182. Nothing. We needed badly, 81. That percentage sure dropped way down. 4.7% of his audience is that stupid, man. We need religion badly for what? Oh, can you imagine what a bloodbath the earth would be if we didn't have religion? I think we're doing a pretty good job on that already, even with it. Right. Let's try without it for about 100 years. Oh, then what would we argue about? Well, there you go. Politics. Okay. And, of course, uh, chocolate versus vanilla. What well, can like Brown? Well, let me ask you, Ray Nagin, what can Brown do for you? Anyway, impede scientific progress, 55. I hate these polls, 50. We're going to put that on every day just for the haters out there. Get out of your system. Bah! Get a good one of those out. A great waste of time and money, 31, and encourages overpopulation only vain to quattro. I don't understand that. Only 24. There are so they many just other don't get good it. Choices. Huh? There are so many other good choices on there. No. Something's got to win. That's one of the worst things. And, of course, you talk about, well, you know, and it's the same with the, uh, the uh, fetus huggers. You know, it's All part of it. that whole concept. Right. And here's today's poll, which uh, we want to thank uh, Mike. Wasn't it Michael? Yes, Michael Michael Motorcycle, who, uh, Mike, I don't want to use his last name, from somewhere. Uh, faster than yesterday. For me, listening to Neil Rogers is a guilty pleasure because I'm a or an or whatever. 346. Now, none of the above, 225. But then we get into the meat of the matter. A cranky old fart, 23. Employed by another radio station, 14. Uh-huh. How do you like that? Everybody in this market is listening to this show. You know that. Absolutely. So 14, you multiply that times 100. You've got 1,400 mm -hmm. other radio station people listening right now. And especially they listen on the day when the trends and the ratings come out. Speaking of that, when's that uh, fall book coming out? Is this going to be the fall book? I don't know. Yeah, Let's October, ask, November, uh, December. Oh, my who do we God. Ask now? I beg your pardon? Who do we ask now? Clarence. Okay. Oh, is uh, she off doing another uh, hurricane game or something? No, no, he's here. Well, how come we don't have a date on the calendar there for when the uh, fall book comes out? This is this is not just another one of those meaningless trends. This is the rating book. This is our bonus money, baby. Right on. This decides whether you or uh, Josh ever get another check. This decides whether Norma Kent ever gets any money this year from me. Now, I think he made a good point. He emailed me last night about abandoned pet rescue because he's oblivious to the fact we're doing the best of this for them. Mm -hmm. As usual, he's out of touch with anything going on connected to the show or my life. And as a result of that, I'm thinking, yeah, instead of giving him that money this year, I'll send the money to abandoned pet rescue. Don't you think? That's a great idea. Poor little dogs and kitty cats. They need my help as opposed to Norma who made zillions selling that fag newspaper. That's what he says. Cranky Old Fart 24, employed by another radio station, 15. It's moving on up. Hawkish Republican, 14. Ooh. Gunhugger, 12. A lot of crossover in these. Fag Hater, 12. Like all those three categories, probably a uh, mix and match. Sure. Redneck, 9. There's another one. Right Wing Christian, 9. And another one. Klansman, 8. And another one. Jamaican, 6 man. Oh, man. And Old Green Tooth Cuban, 5. Orthodox Jew, 4. 5. And a Nazi Sympathizer, 4. So I think those last two kind of cancel each other out. <laughs> oh. A Nazi sympathizer for. What do you think about that? 
That's kind of a good pull there, you know. I mean, none of the above is obviously going to win because most of our people are just your normal, everyday, <laughs> pedestrian, wonderful right. folks, right? <laughs> yeah. Make no mistake about that. I mean, I'd vote for the green tea thing, but my teeth are yellow. I see. Well, maybe you ought to get some of that, uh, the, the strips that you put on your teeth. What is that all about? That's a The whitest strips? Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. I tried that once. What is Another that? Another scam. Yeah. What garbage, I mean, man. I guess it works your teeth. if you can I know it's a, a very strange concept, but brush your teeth. That's a really good idea. And don't be using those toothpaste that got that uh, carcinogen in it. Remember I read the uh, name of those? That yeah, what was it? I don't know. Oh, well. One uh, of the Colgate's, Colgate. Aquafresh. Uh, I use Crest myself. And didn't you say guy. that I used the one with the little breath strips? It's mine, right? I said it was fine. I no. said, yeah, it was fine if you want to get a big tumor in your uh, throat. I don't know. I, can't I don't know. Who, who the hell knows? Oh, you're going to use that Colgate with like the little... um, The little breath strips. The little strips in it. That's yeah. kind of strange. What is that all about? I don't know. I like it. Uh, he likes the strip factor. 27 past 10 at 560 WQM. Attention all you balding guys out there, which is just about everybody. If you have a hair loss problem or if you're currently wearing a nasty hair system, better listen to this because Chuck Alfieri has been supplying and designing hair systems for showbiz people, politicians, and more importantly, the everyday guy just like you for over 40 years now. Man, it's a lifetime of doing it right. Most people say you can always spot a hair system because it looks like somebody died on your head. Well, those are the bad ones. How many good hair systems go unnoticed? Charles Alfieri systems are completely natural. They look like the real hair growing out of your head, designed with just the right amount of hair, and they proper recessions. Run your hands through it. It looks and feels just like your own hair. For just 99 bucks now, Charlie will custom design a hair system specifically for you. You try it for a couple of weeks. If you're happy with the way it looks and feels, it's yours for an additional 500 bucks. You keep the hair on your head. But Charlie is so confident that you'll be satisfied, he offers you this amazing guarantee. If you're not completely happy with your hair system, just return it. Throw it at him and say, Fat, here you go. And Charlie will give you back your 99 bucks. You've got nothing to lose but the ugly, shiny, bald spot. That's an offer you have to be crazy to refuse. So call Charlie today. You can look better and younger than you ever thought you could again. Maybe get a little action, too, on the side or whatever position you like. Call 1-800-321-2413. 1-800-321-2413 to make an appointment. There's no obligation. Charlie Studio is in Fort Lauderdale, of course. That's 1-800-321-2413. Or on the web, it's charlesalfieri.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. W-Q-A-M is just your type. Hey. It's Howard. Howard David. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David Show, where we're chock full of zany but good, clean family fun. I'm here, and you're there. <laughs> That's a tight phrase, huh? You know the pipe smoking thing's rape is funny. Is that funny, huh? What? 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 Since when is gang rape funny? What do you require of me? I require you drop your pants. Oh, now, see here. Right now. Oh, okay, I want no pants. Drop it. Drop it. Down down the... Do you like it? Hey, get your hands out of it. Get out of there. That offensive man. That's my delicate. Don't touch my delicate. I'm tender. Why does everybody want to rape me? Why? Because we think it's funny. That's why. Don't put it there. What are you, some kind of fairy? What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been ranked enough to know the difference. We're supposed to be talking about sports here. This is sports radio over here. We love men. From this point on, I demand to get paid by the doors. Yeah! 
Now, we're going to make something out of this crepe paper, you understand? Then maybe let her pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay? <laughs> it's a joke, you moron. Ah! Oh, no. There's motions in my pants. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden, yes? I keep getting raped. I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. Now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. There isn't some old candle. Give you something to do while you're watching golf. Like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Now look what you made me do. God, take your pants on. Now, then why? You want to walk my show? You'll do as you're told. Now get over here. Yeah, that's right. Now come here. Now get over there. Come here. Now come here. Not there. Over here. Oh. Stole the pizza? No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? Now sit here. I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza? I did not steal Stole the pizza. You only had one slice. Put your head close to the glass door. See if anybody's inside. Okay. No, closer. Closer? A little closer. Like this. Like this. Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I ought to... Now, see here. All right, all right, you supplicant. Step aside. I'm the new Pope, see? I stand before you now. Let me bless you, my son. Under the door. Under the door. Under the door. Well, perhaps you'll garner much under my tutelage. I don't like the looks of that tutelage. Yeah. I don't want your tutelage over me. They'll never bite me. Of course it's more important that I outlive you. Why, I'll have you know. Can I go home now? Oh, I'm sure. Watch out for Mr. Whipple. Squeeze. Don't squeeze. Forget about it. That's what I say. And kiss my ass. <laughs> oh, man. I have a tear. What an epic. Does that bring tears to your eyes? Almost as much as that movie I watched again for the second time. Improbable uh, in, uh, what is it called? I'm writing it down just in case. No, that's not the name, but I'm going to get it for you. What is it called? Imaginary Heroes. All right. With uh, Sigourney Weaver and Emil Hirsch. Not related to Sonny Hirsch. Or Judd Hirsch. Right. I'm obsessed with Emil Hirsch. Don't look on the Internet, by the way. There's no good pictures on there. They're all bad. You already checked, go ahead and look you? anyway. I all beg right. your pardon? Did you already check? I checked. Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> sure, why not? At any rate, let's uh, get to a lot of these calls here today. What do you say? By the way, tomorrow yes? at 11.30, the book. Tomorrow at 11.30. How do you like the psychic vibes again? He does it again. How the hell is that possible? You got it. Start tomorrow that is 11.30 as the fall book comes out. Oh, I'm going to be out sick tomorrow. The pressure is building tremendous. And we never really got the monthly for, um, for November. I have no idea. Because remember, I was on vacation or whatever. Whatever. Uh, and so I don't really know whether we did well or poorly. We're going to be dropping off a big September, I know that. So we better have a huge December, I'm telling you right now, man. Otherwise, Joe Bell's going to start looking at rearranging the whole lineup on here. He might even bring in the big heavyweights like Joe Zagaki and Kimba Bocamper. 5670560, oh, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular wireless line. You notice, remember that uh, blurb I had about the Hillary Clinton speech? Right. 
and she said Congress was run like a plantation. And then now, now they're trying all these media, uh, including the uh -huh. uh, CNN. Oh, well, uh, did she do herself harm by that? What did she mean by that? Uh, oh, come on already. You people are so transparent. You Nazi bastards, you sellouts. You did it during Vietnam. You're doing it again now during Iraq. And every one of you people in the media, you got blood on your hands. Your hands are so bloody, you can never, even, even a whole can of comic cleanser can't scrub it off. How do you like that? You slime balls. WQAM, hello. Hey, is this 96X? 96X, power 96. Kid 96X, asshole. <laughs> well, excuse only, me. Only two of us need to hit that. Yeah. 5670560, oh, pound 560. That was, I think Dick Casper put that on the year 96X. Remember that? I do remember that. Yeah. Schmuck. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Yeah. This Neil? Sounds like me, yes. How you guys doing? Long-time listener, first-time caller. Yeah. I want to tell you guys about a movie that uh, was very, very good, got very little publicity because mm -hmm. of a lawsuit. It's called Lone Star. Mm -hmm. uh, it stars uh, Chris Connor, Chris Christopherson, Elizabeth Senior. And Matthew McConaughey, and directed by John Sales. And uh, Christmas Opposite as an evil sheriff is incredible. And you guys should Google it and see the review on it. Uh, very interesting use of flashbacks. Just a really well-done movie. A University of Miami professor sued the producers just before it was due to be released in theaters because she said they stole her story. Oh, yeah. And That's so that you of crowd, man. Bunch of hard asses. It never got released and went directly to video stores. Lone Star, directed by John Sale. You I'll guys will up. love it. Thanks a lot, Pally. Sure. Bye-bye. I like that. I got that. I'm going to write it down. Lone Star. It's got Chris uh, Connor and Chris uh, O'Neill and Chris uh, Christopheru. And... Try to forget that it's got Chris Christopherson. No, I don't like him at all. In fact, uh, Star is Born. Somebody should have been shot Ooh. for remaking that movie. Twice. Such a, it was a great movie. What? No, the, the middle one was good. The one with James Mason and right. Judy Garland. That was the, the definitive one. one. I mean, yeah, the Parker original Price one with right. Frederick March was just beyond silent movie. I mean, it was in the 30s, I believe. I, I like those kinds of movies. Well, I'm happy for you. In fact, we got a channel you'd like. Got a lot of channels you'd like. Uh, let's see. 320 is the Silver Channel. The Fossil movie channel. on there right now, Victoria the Great. I don't like 40s. This has got like oh, 30s and 40s movies. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Thanks for all those Victorian attitudes, by the way, Queenie, you bitch. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Um, I have a question about the Panthers' home schedule. Yeah. You know, February 9th to February 13th? Mm hmm Do you know if they have any home games? Probably a good idea to uh, Google it, idiot. Go online. Go do the uh, Panthers. You call me for the schedule to have any home games. Do we have a Panthers schedule? No. Although I do understand the Panthers have several, uh, a lot of inventory on the station. Half of our spots are going to subsidize Alan Cohen because he keeps making up those phony attendance numbers there. You're not fooling anybody, Alan, okay? We love the Panthers. They lie a lot. You know, come on. 17000 for the Columbus game. They must have been hanging out on the outside. Or maybe they count all the people shopping at the Sawgrass. You think that could be it? Could be. Call about the Panthers schedule. How do you like that? Call up a sports show, okay? Call up across the street. Maybe those idiots. Oh, and by the way, my fearless prediction for uh, them across the street tomorrow. Oh, this is Point Neil oh. Rogers. Point oh. This is 560 QAM. Oh.
is the most disgusting program. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Are you a methamphetamine addict looking for a whiter smile for your three remaining teeth? Try Method and Toothpaste. When I'm spun out on crank, I know I'll look my very best in my mugshot. Turn inside, please. Okay. Method and Toothpaste has extra fluoride protection for the all-night tweaker who's worried about tartar buildup, if not irreparable brain damage. Will Methodent get me gassed if I smoke some? Uh, no, it won't. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to try anyway. Your brain cells may be dead, but your teeth won't look that way with Method and Toothpaste. Available in the recreational pharmaceutical section of your local supermarket. Or just try that Colgate with the little uh, breath strips in it. Uh, I just uh, Googled the uh, Panther thing here, and uh, they got no home games uh, on those dates. What? Huh? No home games in February? Well, no, they got uh, February 3rd. The Atlanta Trashers are in town, but then after that, they're on the road the rest of the month. And, of course, there's the break for the uh, Olympics in there, too, which is really a travesty and idiotic thing. Nice going, NHL, you idiots. But anyhow, uh, sorry, no uh, home Panther game in those dates for that punk they called before who thought he was calling a sports show, something like that. Five six seven oh five sixty. We're talking about great movies that nobody ever heard of before today. I bet you nobody in this audience saw that movie that I'm uh, all uh, whipped up about. Imaginary Heroes. Imaginary Heroes. Did you write it down? I did. Why did you write it down? Because I wasn't going to remember it otherwise. Oh, it's another one of those brain fart things. I was watching it and I couldn't remember the name of the movie. And I already saw it once before. I saw it from beginning to end last night, though. It brought a tear to my eye, especially Emil Hirsch. But nevertheless. Five six seven oh five sixty. Just keep your shirt on, Emil. Okay, cover up that hair. Pound five sixty. Isn't that unusual for like a nineteen-year-old kid to have hair on his chest? Oh, it depends on what ethnicity they are. Yes. Well, you know. what would you say, Hirsch? Jewish. What is that? Sounds Jewish to me. Oi. Or German, and the Germans are uh, squeaky clean, man. Right? Hairless are they? They don't even have a hair on their rectum. Maybe a pimple or two. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. How's that pole coming? Well, you know, if we play that Mo, um, Goodbye Mo bit about four or five times, it'll be time to go home. <laughs> oh, man. That thing is outstanding, and it is long. For me, listening to Neil Rogers is a guilty pleasure because I'm none of the above 284. Well, thank goodness for that. So that means that 35% of the audience, though, is uh, one of the above out of 435. Cranky old fart. We got about, about 30, man. 30 votes. Employed by another radio station, 23. They'll be listening tomorrow at 1130 when those numbers come out because their uh, management keeps them in the dark, like Johnny Dark. Is he working oh, still? Yes. Do you know about him? You know, I, you know anything I about don't, Johnny I Dark? No. Oh, Johnny Dork. Hawkish Republican, 17, speaking of Johnny Dork. Uh, Gunhugger, 16. Fag Hater, 12. Redneck, 11. Right Wing Christian, 10. Klansman, 9. A Jamaican Mon, 6. Oh, that just uh, tickles my fancy. As they say on Passions, it tickles old Fancy. What a pain in the ass she is. Fancy and schmancy. Old Green Tooth Cuban 6. Nazi Sympathizer 6. And Orthodox Jew 5. Like I said, last two will cancel each other out. Those Orthodox Jews, man, they'll get them with their... Just the aroma from the armpits will take care of those Nazi sympathizers. That aroma will put you in a coma. That's what Ariel Sharon said. How's he doing, by the way? Is he still uh, dying over there? <laughs> I'm sorry. I just... What? The aroma... We'll Riding put you in a coma. coma. Yeah. That's, right. That's funny. It will. The Orthodox <laughs> Jews in the middle of July, man, on the beach. Holy moly. Oh, they're wearing all the heavy coat and the hat and the whole deal with the tallest and the tzitzes and the... Oh, brother. Get a life already and uh, get, get at least into the 16th century would be a good start. WQAM. Hello. We'll put you in a coma. That's what QAM. 
How is he doing, by the way? Well, the radio turned up real. That sounds like me on the air. QAM, one time. What? The aroma. Yeah, what a delay. We got pretty good. WQAM, hello. QAM. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Great. Uh, I got a movie for you. But I just oh. wanted the guy who called before about Lone Star. Yes. It is a good movie, but I saw it in the theater. Uh-huh. But it is a great movie. Maybe he just hates um, UN. Maybe he's a uh, FSU fan or something. Maybe. Well, you know what to say about the Hurricanes. Yeah, you can um, spell a storm. <laughs> um, how about American Splendor? Have you ever seen that? No. With uh, Paul Giamatti? He plays an, uh, an underground comic. I, I missed it in the theater, and I came across it on cable one night, and I w- must have watched it ten times on cable and finally went out and bought it. But it's great. It's hysterical and kind of serious, too, about real life. I don't know if George saw it. No, I'm looking it up now, though. Okay. American Splendor. I'm writing it down. I'm writing all these down because I want to get a whole bunch of good flicks for the weekend. It's a... Because um, I'm definitely not going to watch uh, City of God. Yeah, you are. No, I'm not. Actually, actually you know, City of God was a good movie. But it'll make really? you never, you'll never want to go to Brazil after seeing it, though. Uh, I already saw like 10 minutes of it. I don't want... Even without seeing it, I don't want to go to Brazil. How do you like that? And another good one is Karen Diru about a prison in Brazil. That's another good one. Oh, I got okay. that. I have yet to watch it. I started watching it. It's very good, but very, Ooh, very... Boring. Very disturbing already. Yeah. Excellent. Thanks a lot, Pally. Okay, take care. See you, see you in Rio. See what... Uh, what do they call Carnival? That's right. Carnival in Rio, man, where the men are men and so are most of the women. Five six seven oh five sixty. Pound five sixty in the Verizon and singular. You know, there, there's a scene. Oh, I, I got to get you the movie. I'm going to go during a break. I'll go and uh, I'll get it shipped to you from Alexa. All right. Imaginary uh, heroes. Oh, and speaking of stuff like that, uh, I gave uh, Chicken Neck both episodes of South Park, both the uh, the Bloody Mary one that you'll never see otherwise. Right. And the uh, In the Closet slash Scientology. He's burning them for me? Yeah. No, uh, no, I already burnt them for you. I just gave them to him to stick in the diplomatic pouch. Oh, excellent. So that I wouldn't have to fill out a form. You know how that what works. I was about to say, what was I going to say? That you're going to get oh, that Oh, by the way, I'm going to do Imaginary Heroes for it. There's a scene in there at the New Year's party. Oh, there's also a... Uh, Gay. Uh, very brief, but uh, it's kind of interesting. And then like, kind of like uh, keeps you wondering the rest of the show, him and his uh, boyfriend, I mean his buddy from next door. But... um. The New Year's Eve party, they're uh, sitting around, a guy's playing a piano, and there's a, I don't know whether it's a, a, a woman or a drag queen or what it is, uh, singing this outrageously silly-ass Merry Christmas song. Just, I, 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 It's a funny scene. It's just bizarre. Right. I have to Surreal. see it. Yes. And just like the calls on line nine always are. QAM, hello. I got a movie for you. Yes. Um, the Hung and the Restless. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds like... Oh, we're fine. Stewart's boyfriends. Rest in peace, Danny boy. How can you be one and uh, be the other? WQAM, hello. There's no Mo on the Al Franken show. Or on this station either. QAM, hello. Hey, is this the Neil Solomon show? Yes, sir. Good morning, Neil. Hey, I just got back in the show. Abraham Solomon speaking. (laughs) I heard uh, the last part of your show yesterday. Uh, Howard David's not with you guys anymore, though. No, he is not. uh, Did he retire? Did he quit? What did he do? His contract was coming up March 10th, and they uh, made him an offer. He decided to refuse. They paid him off for the two months and uh, no more nonsense, and uh, they weren't going to renew it anyway. So he said, oh, I'll take the money for two months and bye-bye. And then he said, and that was the end of that. Wow. So can we campaign for managed from two to six now? That's what I'm saying. Uh, thank you for joining the bandwagon, man. I think we ought to, like, have a demonstration. That would be the best lineup that QAM would ever have, Neil. That is correct. You got it. All right, buddy. Take care. Thanks, Pally. See, I mean, even even just a casual listener, much less the real professional, uh, loyal folk, QAM folks, they realize that Mad Dog 2 to 6, Hank and yours truly in a Mad Dog, my God. 
And then, of course, Orlando. Rock solid. When everybody's asleep early in the morning. And at EK late at night when most people are going to bed or watching TV or out getting laid. I mean, that's what it's all about. Right? right? Absolutely. Let's we would own the market, man. I'm telling you right now. Let's campaign. Let's start. We want Mad Dog. Come on. What do you say? All right. Right. The band right Hank, music right here. Hank on there says that he would talk him out of it. What is with the humper, man? I think the blood sugar is probably over 600 today. I think them bagels. You notice how I... What did I say something about... I remember I was talking about him. Right away, he brings in rye bread. Where the hell did that come from? Came from carb. I'll tell you where it came from. Carbohydrate hell is where it came from. All you diabetics out there with your carbohydrates, shame on you. Shame on you. Stop with the bread. Stop with the cakes and the pies and the pizza and the ice cream and the uh, homentoshin. And the uh, potato kugel. And the pasta and the potatoes. All of these uh All of these things. things. And what's the other one? Oh, cream puffs. Mmm. Or eclairs. Don't you love good cream puffs? How about a chocolate yeah. cannoli from Grace like Marshall? Hmm? They have the best chocolate cannolis. I love cannolis. I got the really cheese thing. Yeah, since you saw Godfather 3, you're probably not on cannolis no more. I was only ever, uh, like, ambivalent about cannolis. Why is that? Ricotta cheese. You don't like ricotta cheese? I don't. I don't like Oh, those Italians know how to cut that. It's powdery. WQAM, hello. No, it is not powdery. WQAM, hello. I got a movie for Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints? Yeah. I, like I got that. I'll send Saints? you a copy. I don't think you'll be uh, into it. George says I won't like it. What is it, Boo? Yeah, it's a shoot 'em up, but it's kind of all over the place. It's, um, <laughs> what is it? It's a shoot 'em up uh, movie. It's oh, the, you know me. I'm a pansy on that violence. No, as opposed to uh, City of God, uh, it's a little all over the place. Boondock. I'll place. watch City of God. How long is it? About two and a half hours? Two hours? Uh, a little under two hours. Oh think, uh, God, I'd rather lose five grand this weekend at Woodbine than watch that. It's a good movie. I'll tell you what. I'll just send story. the five grand to Josh and then I uh, won't watch City of God. Listen, How's yeah, that? just don't watch it. Just <laughs> That's a bargain. Oh man, I'll watch it. I, you know, and it better be damn good. I'll tell you that. It's a good story. After all this hyping, everybody and their brother. Oh, this is so great! I have tried two times to get into it, Uh, and it's just just nothing but a bunch of. First of all, you can get like dizzy watching it. You can get the vertigo. First of all, it's not just. It it does have a lot of violence, but that's the world they live in, and it's a story. I I don't mind a lot of violence if there's a story. You know what I mean? It's a good story. Like Pulp Fiction, there wasn't any story. Matter of fact, the fact they use mayo on their fries in Amsterdam, which I already knew. As a matter of fact, it's actually uh, the story of three people all coming together. Well, that sounds like one of those John Holmes movies. <laughs> Jesus, man. Kind of stuff you're putting out on the air. That's why they say City of Oh God, That's Good. Is that what they say at the end? Oh, my God. Yeah, kind of like the uh, like Father O'Toole. Five six seven oh five sixty. We got uh, Curtis Stevenson in the uh, two to four slot this afternoon uh, just uh, to fill in. He's just to fill in, I guess. I don't know. I would have thought with the new guy we got. Now, of course, it's probably up to, um, Cur- or, or what's his name? What's his name? What, whatever the hell, Clarence. Oh. Out of sight, out of mind. Probably uh, Clarence is sticking his finger in there, too. Let's get Mad Dog 2 to 6, starting tomorrow. What do you say? Come on. Okay. No, we got the bandwagon going. Josh, you agree with that? That would be nice. That would be swell. Is what it would be, really swell. We need it. And then we got the Mad Dog 4 to 7 today until he starts his new 2 to 6 gig tomorrow. Hurricanes warm up tonight at 7 o'clock. And then the UM and Clemson, 730 to 9.30. There must be a home game because Clarence ain't out of town. And then Eddie K after UM basketball. How'd you like to follow that? This is Neil oh. Rogers. This is 560 QAM. 
This is the Neil Rogers Show. This is your brain. Any questions? WQAM and uh, talk about slime balls. Yes. Several hours after a third suspect found it out and an aggravated battery count in the homeless beatings case, he was rearrested. And remember, you were talking about paintball. Yes, I was. And charged with firing a paintball gun at a homeless man who was beaten to death while sleeping on a bench in a Fort Lauderdale park. That would be really bad if we played sleeping on a bench in Delray, like that guy said yesterday. That would be mm-hmm. in such poor taste, wouldn't it? Or not sleeping on a bench in Delray. How about just sitting on a bench? Would that be bad? Yeah, that's enough. Don't want to overdo the bad taste. Detective Kathy Collins, police spokeswoman, said the rearrest of William Ammons, 18, of Fort Lauderdale, was made yesterday afternoon. Ammons was initially charged with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon late Monday, like Sally Fitz, and was released on a $10,000 bond from the Broward County Jail around 10 a.m. yesterday morning. That case alleges he attacked Raymond Perez, 49, as the homeless man tried to sleep near the church by, of the, by the sea of the, off the 17th Street Causeway. Now, interesting, he was sleeping by the church and uh, bada-bing, you know? That'll Didn't help. Maybe God was in that church at that moment. The new count alleges Ammons took part in the murder of uh, Norris Gaynor, 45, who was beaten to death early last Thursday at Riverside Esplanade Park. According to an affidavit filed by police in the murder case against Ammons, an unnamed witness said in a sworn statement that Ammons shot Gaynor with a paintball gun. The police statement says that Ammons admitted his use of the paintball gun to shoot the victim. Punk. 
According to a police affidavit, Ammon submitted to investigators that he and two others had been involved in a beating of Perez, confronting Perez while he was sleeping at a church. Ammons, the affidavit said, struck Perez with a driver golf club in the head and upper body, while one of the others hit Perez with a baseball bat. What a bunch of real gutsy kids, huh? Yeah. Although the two others mentioned the Ammons affidavit are not named, police say they believe the three currently facing charges were involved in all three attacks. It's just it's their hobby, you know. They go out and beat the crap out of homeless people. Further arrest remain possible, said Fort Lauderdale Police Spokesman Catherine Collins, no relation to Dennis Collins. Earlier in the day, a magistrate ruled that another defendant in the case, Brian Hooks, I wonder if he's kin to Schmidt Hooks. Brian Hooks, 18, would continue to be held in jail without bond. By the way, the good news for you is that probably tomorrow your, uh, uh, what is it, primal fear is showing up. All right. And the even better news is that uh, imaginary hero ships out tomorrow. Excellent. When's my five grand coming? <laughs> uh, when Carter uh, runs right. out of pills. Let's see. Poll question. Uh, Catholic. That's a good one. Uh, not, it's not a poll question. It's an addition for the poll. Right. Get with it, Carrie, or whatever your name is. Can you read that name on there? No. Corey, Kerry, uh, Corny, uh, something like that. Well, whatever Kerry. it says, Catholic is good, though. I'm a Catholic. Why would a Catholic listen to this show? They wouldn't be caught dead. Right. Father Tool might get like have a nervous breakdown. Might start running around uh, chasing little boys. Or even if they don't listen. 5670560, pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Law. Let's not overdo the movie thing, because that one guy, remember that? He was very upset because he didn't like movies. <laughs> don't you remember that? I, call I know. I still, uh, scratch my I mean, how, can, how can there be anybody who doesn't like movies? You know, I can understand you don't like bad movies or you don't want to spend too much time watching movies. But what kind of people don't? That's like saying, oh, I don't want no pizza. Right. You know, I don't like pizza. I don't like water either. Or what kind of people don't like pizza? Idiots. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, I'm a rap music listening punk, and I, and I listen to your show. That's the truth. I, I just saw Primal Fear 2. Very good movie. I think you like. Yeah, yeah, nah, I think you like American History X too. It's that's the only two movies that. That's right. That's one we uh, wanted to put on your list. Okay, thanks, Pally. So hey, you... save a homeless. Use a whipple ball bat. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Oh. American History X. <laughs> you were talking about Ed Norton, and I said that he's only uh, been good in two. I was movies. talking about Norton from uh, the Jackie Gleason well, show, Art Carney. But that was his best movie, I think. Really? Yeah. American history. No doubt about it. You like? Uh, well, you haven't seen Primal Fear either one. No, of yourself, no, no, me, there's no but doubt about it. Oh, but it was just a that good was movie, the movie that put him on the map. Primal Fear. It might just be of interest right. to you or not. Now, who else was in uh, Imaginary Heroes? I told you, Sigourney Weaver. Right. She is so her. great in there. If you don't love her performance in there, she is just fabulous. Is she, what she she's is. always great. She always shows up. And uh, but but this, I mean, there was nothing popping out of her stomach, but it was oh, pretty well, good. Can't have everything. Now, let's see. I, who's the guy that I told you is in it? Emil Hirsch? No, not, not him. I don't think you'll be quite as smitten with him as I was. Now, he's good. He's a good actor. He, he was in that Mudge Boy with that chicken. Oh, thing. that's him? Okay. What, what do you mean, that's him? What does that mean? I'm not, no, I'm not trying who, to get you to watch the movie because I, I know think who that is. Are... No, no. It's, I have no problem with Emil. He did a good job, what I saw of it. He's a very good actor. Mm-hmm. And he's... I'm not blaming him for that movie. Let's see, Imaginary Heroes. Let's see, who else was in it? Let me just uh, look up the thing here. I want to tell you the guy that was in it. I can't, I, I've got a brain. Jeff Daniels. Oh, he's also good. Plays the uh, slimy father. The father would just, you know, typically, uh, see, a lot of people can relate to that because not, not that my father uh, didn't shave, but he was just a jackass. But uh, he's just uh, incapable of expressing any kind of love or positive emotion. He's just, he's just a loser, you know? 
I see. And the, the ending, I will admit, is, I don't know if you'll be happy, but it does end. It has a conclusion, and the ending well, is a little good. syrupy and a little maybe too a goody two-shoes. But uh, it's fine. As long as it's got one. You'll cry like a baby when you watch that. Oh, no, don't tell me that. What? Uh, nothing. I'm a weepy bastard when it comes to Are you really? I, no, I yeah. had a couple of tears in my eyes toward the ass end of it last uh, night because I knew it was ending. WQAM, hello. Expressing any kind of QAM. Yes, hi, I'd like to speak to Neil. Speaking. How you doing, Neil? All right, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Neil, uh, the Mad Dog needs to come on uh, from 2 to 6. Amen. And, uh, All right. Have you looked at the uh, stock market today? I bet you it's down 7 million points. Let me take a look at the gambling channel. Yeah, all those, uh, what was the one? It was uh, Yahoo that took a big dump, right? Yahoo, uh, Google, everybody's going down. Yahoo! Okay, thanks. Well, Dow is only down 47 points, and NASDAQ is down 30. Uh, what is it? I don't know what it is. They got a funky uh, crawl on there today. I thought it was going to take a huge dump or something like that. It's not what they're nothing saying. Oh, and a Canadian dollar, 85 and a quarter cent. Oh, boy, woe is me. That's bad. Four years ago, it was 62 cents, and now it's 85 cents. That cost me a lot of money, Sonny. I'll tell you right now, not good. Nicht good. Get that American dollar back up there, W, you idiot, you quizzling. You fair. You simpleton, man. Abu Gar oh, Ray. God, is he a disaster. A disaster to humanity. How come it is that anybody with a brain can see it? You just look at him, and you want to, like, scream. And they're still like, oh, and by the way, his, his latest uh, approval rating yesterday, we missed that story. Or at least never got to it. You know what his newest approval rating is? I give up. 39%. The lowest ever. All right. 39%. I mean, that's pathetic. Yeah. I think even Hermann Gehring could get 39%, at least in John Jarris' house. 5670560. Oh, by the way, John, your apology is not accepted. You ought to know better. Send a candy to a well, sickle he'll, diabetic. He'll be back to apologize again tomorrow, then. I don't want him to come back to apologize. Tell him to get his uh, Austrian ass out of there. Tell him, tell him to go back to the Alps. Take a quick a quick drop off the uh, tallest one. God, is he an idiot. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? All right, Pally. Uh, those, uh, those kids that got busted for beating up the homeless guy... Yeah. They, uh, they'll be practicing their door door doors when they get sent up to Rayford. Yeah. Uh, they're pretty pathetic looking. Three sorry looking white boys. They're not going to do too well up in federal prison. <laughs> they're going to Rayford? Uh, I don't think so. Who the hell knows? They ought to go to hell is where they ought to go. Oh, yeah. How can you say that? They're misunderstood and they are right. Misunderstand this, okay? Yeah, right between the eyes. Yeah, they are a sorry-looking bunch, I'll tell you that. Maybe maybe that's why... They, maybe they're taking their anger out. They look in the mirror in the morning, they're taking their anger out on some poor defenseless schmuck that's sleeping on a bench. That's a real gussy, ballsy thing to do. It's like guys that beat up little kids or their women or whatever the hell it is. Oh, and by the way, that guy for that almost scored the... Uh, that, that would have been a disgrace had Roethlisberger not made that uh, tackle in the uh, Steeler uh, Colts game on Sunday. Because the guy that was on the way with the, um, inter uh, with the re fumble recovery... That's the same. Wasn't that number 25? I honestly don't remember. Yeah, it is. That, that's the same guy that his wife, he had a, and they kept saying, well, he had a domestic uh, dispute. Yeah, right. He got arrested last uh, summer for beating the crap out of her, and then she, they had another dis domestic. There was even some doubt he was going to play in that game on uh, whatever day it was, Sunday, because he had stitches on his knee, and they kept saying, well, uh, yeah, and he was the one that uh, did all this crap. And then he got injured early in the game, and he came back again. 
So that would have been. Can you imagine if he would have, Roethlisberger wouldn't have made that effort and made the tackle? He would have gone all the way, scored a touchdown. Colts would have won the game. Then yesterday morning, or Monday morning, they would have said, oh, the league says uh, the officials were wrong and they made a bad call. And we apologize. But and what would they have done then? What would they have done then? I don't know. Two horrendous calls in a Patriots game and two grotesque calls in that game, which the Patriots deserved to lose, but the Steelers sure as hell did not. I mean, they, they wiped the field up with the Sandy Peyton Manning's ass in that game. Getting really, you should have seen the articles I read, even the papers here yesterday, just ripping those of the officiating in the NFL, and it sucks. It blows. Even, even with the replay. Even with the replay, this guy looked at that for like about four minutes so they could run some extra spots, you know? And he comes back and makes the wrong call on that Palomalu guy, whatever the hell, with the hair. Josh was obsessed with the hair. He didn't think he played a great game, but he thought the hair was really interesting. I think they are, that ought to go, don't you? Don't you think it's a bunch you, of crap? You've got to get rid of it. Yeah, get rid of that crap, okay? This roster garbage in the uh, football game. Have a little bit of decorum, you know? Look like a man. Not like some kind of a candy ass. Although he's a great player. I don't care what you say. He's a hell of a player. Palomalu. 11-13 at 560 WQM. Does anybody have any idea what we're talking about? No. No, but it's, uh, we're killing some really good time for you. And no extra charge. Doesn't cost you a dime to listen to this show. And well worth it at twice the price. Hey, it's that time of the year again. A lot of you made those New Year's resolutions, especially about that ugly, dangerous fat that'll probably kill you way before your time. Going to make you diabetic, and then you'll start, oh, boy, I don't have to tell you. Well, the beast, we're trying to save his life again. This is probably his last chance. He's on balance for life. He's getting the sack every day, and he's lost five pounds already. He's only been on it a few days. He's lost five pounds, and you can do the same and lose a lot more. What could be easier than getting all your food for the day prepared for you and brought delivered right to your door in a little black sack? Three delicious gourmet meals and two snacks. You won't starve on this program, I guarantee you that, because there's lots and lots of food, and you still lose weight like crazy. This is all based on Barry, Dr. Barry Sears' The Zone Diet, and Balance for Life does it for you. That's right. They give you a menu once a week. You pick your meal selections for every meal and every snack, and they do all the work and deliver it all right to your doorstep. So get with it this year. Keep that New Year's resolution and get yourself back into at least a little bit of health by calling Balance for Life. Call them now, toll-free at 1-866-225-4543. Mention Neil Rogers or QAM and get two free days of food this week if you make that call right now. 866-225-4543 or get more details on the web at balanceforlife.com. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. <laughs> I'm a Catholic. No. You could be a pig farmer or an heiress and wind up winning the bachelor in Paris. ABC found another pretty boy and gave him 25 chicks to enjoy. Six feet four inches and works out at the gym. He's also a doctor, so what's wrong with him? Why can't Travis find a girl on his own? Maybe he uses a poops that cologne. Wonder if he has a toenail collection. Voted for Nader in the last election. Cause something has to be wrong with this guy. Maybe he smells or he likes to get high. Is he needy? Is he greedy? Cause something's just wrong. Maybe underneath his scrubs and doctor coats, he wears a Right, you fairy.
Why can't he get his own boobies and booties? Maybe Dr. Travis Dork has the cooties. Does he wear leather and carry a wig? Or have a massive cold sore on his lip? When you look at him, he appears attractive. Maybe he's sick or he's radioactive. Why does he need to go on the TV? Will we find out that he has leprosy? Maybe he's a chain smoker who drinks Ripple. Or maybe the doctor has a third nipple. Or is it just possible he's a dork? It's hard to get girls when your name is Dork. Is he whiny? Is he tiny? Or covered in fur? The reason don't matter, cause what's done is done. He's Travis the Bachelor. Eleven nineteen. Yeah, when your name is Stork, it's hard to get uh, girls. That's what my old friend Jim Stork told me. Not too hard to get guys, but getting girls. Anyway, uh, it says here are facts you know. And look at this from University Dodge again. I guess Bo Camper is really putting in for that two to four. He's putting on the full court press. I I think the slogan that the little bird whispered in my ear was just say no. to Bo. And to Mo. Do, 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 do. Just say no. I could be wrong about that. I'm thinking Mad Dog two to six. That just came to me in a vision. Pay him whatever he wants. Just give him a blank check. Fax says uh, from Ray, I believe it is, you know if the Colts won on Sunday, the NFL never admits publicly they muffed up that call. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, true. Oh, lunch is there already. It sounds to me like Howie's. It is. It smells like Howie's, too. Sounds and smells and feels just like Howie's. And, boy, when it comes on the way out, you'll know it. Let me tell you, that's my Psychic Powers again, part number two, Austin and Psychic Powers, because the rating's coming out. The fall book tomorrow. Oi! Boy, the pressure. I wasn't ready for that pressure. Only the 19th? I don't understand how that's possible. That's a good point. Uh, but that's what they tell us. What do you mean it's a good point? Well, there's no uh, ratings the last two weeks of December, the first that's two weeks right. in January. So it's not this one that comes out really, really late. It's the uh, January trend that'll be right. real. Anyway, very important story. Muy importante, baby. San Francisco. California prosecutors say the man and woman who pleaded guilty in the infamous Wendy's Chili Finger case are grifters and deserve the maximum sentence. What is a grifter? I know what a drifter is, but what is a grifter? A, uh, a con artist. Street level grifter? Con artist. Yeah. I never heard that before. Is that There's like a movie those, called uh, The Grifters? That's kind of interesting. Is that like the gypsies? Uh, very like similar. Your, uh, right. Grifters are the ones who do the three-card Monty, and uh, they have a whole bunch of scams. They do the full Monty? If they can. Python. Anna Ayala faces up to nine years, eight months. Jamie Placencia. Could get up to 13 years in prison on his charges. That's his unlucky number. They pleaded guilty. Oh, by the way, speaking of 13, Matt Sundee scored a meaningless goal last night. It's about time, you idiot. And then the Leafs to lose get walloped again. They suck. Uh, anyway, these two people pleaded guilty in September to charges tied to a plot to put a severed finger in a bowl of chili to seek a payout. Sentin- and, of course, the worst part of it is it was somebody else's finger. Well, who did you Rutger Hauer. Sentencing takes place today. In documents filed last week in Santa Clara County, prosecutors say Ayala called her sister from jail and tried to retaliate against her son, who she thought had given the police a lead. But prosecutors say the boy remained faithful to his mother and never told police what he knew. In the papers, prosecutors said the couple shows a total selfishness and perceived entitlement to other people's money, just like Josh Cordes there. A defense lawyer said prosecutors are trying to use media pressure. See, there you go. You're going to wind up chopping your finger chopped off. Trying to... Squeeze that five grand out of my fat old ass. Disgrace. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon <laughs> Singular Wireless Line. So many good movies and so little time. 
So let's see. Do I want to watch American Splendor, American History X, Lone Star, or City of God this weekend? Well, City of God, since you already have it. But then, yeah. I would recommend American History X. Haven't I seen that? What's that about? It's uh, Ed Norton is a, uh, a neo-Nazi who gets a lesson in life when things don't go his way. I'll be damned. Five six seven oh five six. I was just uh, distracted by something on uh, CNN. Oh, I'm sorry. By a spot, naked people in a bathtub. WQAM, hello. Not there. Shame on you. Probably watching the same thing. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. For the poll, there's a uh, 9-11 bootleg you can get on Canal Street in New York. And if uh, they don't have it, they'll say, uh, no more. Come back. Two weeks. And the other thing is that uh, I would put mm. uh, that Mandich guy in the same category as South Park and Rita Crosby. Totally unlistenable voices. Thank you. Was that one of the worst calls in the history of talk radio? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. It's not the worst. Now that you might have been the worst, okay, sir. It's really that's saying a lot. That covers a lot of territory. Uh oh, Don Ho has stem cell treatment. Joni Fleischman says Don Ho just turned 146, by the way. What is that crap with her putting everybody's age in there in that WTVJ store? What, what does that mean? I don't know. It's a new thing. I maybe. think somebody, I think, what's his name? Larry Justice ought to go to Don Corleone for justice and sue her ass for age discrimination. <laughs> there you go, Larry. Had nothing to do with your age, Larry. You just sucked on the ear. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you today? Okay, Pally. I got two things for you. Yes. One, how do you feel about foreign films with subtitles? I, don't, I very seldom watch those. I can't stand it. Yeah, my wife made me go to one, and it turned out to be a really great film. I really enjoyed what it. What was that? It was called Sequestro Express. Okay. Um, I had never heard of it. It was a limited release, and I fought and kicked and screamed the whole way going, but it turned out to really be an enjoyable, very serious, very heavy, with a lot of humor thrown in. Huh. Good movie. Second thing for you is I'm trying to find a studio. I just walked into some... Uh, Arabic church, man. They're all chanting, yelling, and screaming, and nobody that, spoke awesome. English for me to find out where you were. Yeah, that's yeah, it. That's the right QAM. You can tell by the headgear. Oh, don't tell me I got a paper jam. Oh, oh. damn it. Do a whistle of tune. You want to sing something, Josh? No, I'm good. You know, uh, you know Rapper's Delight? No, you do. Go ahead. You can do the Wonder Mike parts. I got the, uh, I got the uh, instrumental. Yeah, you got the bed on there? That. Uh, cue that up next time he has a paper jam, and we'll uh, we'll rap, and it'll be delightful. Let's see how long it takes. That was such a bad jam. I had to pull the drum out. I had to bang the drum slowly. Look at that. Now the paper is actually like red hot because it got stuck in there. Man, oh man, talk about a paper burn. What is this thing that you sent to me? It says death by. Oh, uh, Josh has got to say the word. Yeah. Pony up to the mic there. Death by... Seal. Yeah. Oh, and it came, over, came across twice. I was Jerry co colitidis, coliitis. Careful. Do you ever have that, coliitis? Just this morning. Was never the same after he wrenched his neck, dodging a sizzling flying... Seal. At Benihana, his widow testified Tuesday in support of her $10 million suit against the restaurant chain. Oh, I got it. I don't want to rush through this. I'll do this after the break. This is a good story. Do right. you believe this? I have to. It's in the newsday, right? This guy wrenched his neck, dodging a sizzling, flying, 
and Benny Haha. This is Neil Rogers. Toy, 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 toy. This is 560 QAM. This is Dan Rattle, former CBS Evening News anchorman, and now a punchline. My former network's inability to find a suitable replacement for me demonstrates my true genius and complete and total domination as an on-the-air talking head. But let us speak about some of the names who have been mentioned to replace me. First, Bob Schieffer. Nice enough man, but please, he's got less hair than Madonna's armpits. And everyone knows you can't conduct the train if you use Rogaine. Another name that has been bandied about is John Roberts, who currently anchors the Sunday CBS Evening News. There's a reason he's been on Sundays for so long. Plus, he's Canadian. And everyone knows when the camera light goes red, you can't be a hosehead. Then there's Scott Pelley from 60 Minutes. He was the guy who helped me make up the story about President Bush, I think. Plus, he's skinnier than Kelly Ripper. And everyone knows you have to have a meaty can if you want to be the man. And let's go from the ridiculous to the sublime. The front-runner to succeed me seems to be current Today Show co-anchor Katie Couric. When I first heard her name in the same sentence as mine, I threw up in my mouth a little bit. This person thinks real news is announcing the individual weight of each of J-Lo's butt cheeks. Plus, her head's too small, her eyes are too close together, and she reeks of Jean Tate. When charged with the awesome task of replacing an icon, it's important to remember... You can't. You can only hope to find someone who isn't bald, Canadian, skinny, or so completely self-centered she thinks her name should be part of the Pledge of Allegiance. For now, this is Dan Rather signing off and reminding you a whistle is to blow, a gong is to bang, and Katie Couric has about as much to offer the world as a frog with pins in its extremities laying on a high school lab table. This is Dan Rather. And don't forget, Dan, she did say, Navy Seals rock. Remember that from Fahrenheit 9-11? Yeah, that's right. Navy SEALs rock. Some of that objective uh, news reporting about the butchery, the savagery that we're permitting, uh, committing and permitting. Anyway, getting back to this uh, story about Jerry Colitis. Then that the Cola Cola. Careful. No, that's his name. C-O-L-A-I-T-I-S. Colitis. Jerry Colitis was never the same after he wrenched his neck, dodging a sizzling, flying seal. And Benny Hanna, his widow, testified yesterday in support of his $10 million suit against the restaurant chain. Jacqueline Colitis, on the witness stand in State Supreme Court in Mineola, New York, said her husband, 47, couldn't play with his sons or enjoy vacations after injuring his neck in January 2001. I was a little nervous about that. He couldn't play with his sons. The old Brookville resident began seeing doctors until finally having surgery to remove a part of his vertebrae, she said. He didn't do anything, Jacqueline Colitis said, referring to family trips after the surgery. He would spend time in a hotel room. Colitis' widow, 47, claims in her suit that Benny Hahn is responsible for his death in November 2001 because he hyperextended his neck while trying to avoid hot food being thrown negligently by a chef at the table in the Muncie Park restaurant. Jerry Colitis suffered from numbness and motor control problems afterward, had surgery at NYU Medical Center in Manhattan June 2001. He suffered from a high fever two weeks later and had an exploratory procedure that revealed nothing. 
but in November he returned to the hospital with kidney failure, a respiratory infection, and septic shock, according to a hospital document read to the jury by Carlitis attorney Andre Ferenzo of Roslyn. Doctors couldn't determine the source of the infection, the document said. Charles Connick of Mineola, I wonder if he's related to Harry Jr., who couldn't uh, sing his way out of a paper sack. Charles Connick of Mineola, Benihana's attorney, contends the restaurant had nothing to do with the death, saying the infection was unrelated to his neck injury. He noted colitis had other chronic ailments such as gout and probably colitis. See, he got it wrong. You're not supposed to dodge the shrimp. You're supposed to catch dodge it. Dodge the what? See him. You're yeah, you're supposed to what? Catch it in your mouth. There you go. That's the way to do it. Doug Thompson, the rant. He is my man. He's our main man. CapitalHillBlue.com. Get there or be square. I'm telling you right now. Grab onto it. And the uh, website, too. How's uh, Emil Hirsch doing, by the way? And that movie's on the way to you. I can't believe how Jen Well, it's only like uh, 17 bucks. And the other one was only like six something. I'm excited. The only reason it's that much is because it's uh, last year's movie. It's two, or 2004. Right. Now, there's no fun with chickens in this movie, is there? No. All right, good. No, there's no Mudge Boy or chicken munching in this one. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of pill munching. And, uh, yeah, as a matter of fact, all the people in this movie, they have one thing in common. They all chew the uh, drugs they're taking. They, don't, oh, have, like they don't have time to wait for the water or with the booze to wash it down. <laughs> they're, they're in such a hurry, they got to chew it. That's right. That's how you do it, Rush. Yeah, put them in ecstasy at any rate. Uh, Bush often met with praised, and, uh, and well, let me say it again, Bush often met with and praised corrupt lobbyists. New picture of Doug Thompson on the rant. He looks about, I wonder if Joan Fleischman will tell us whether Doug is really 87. Although White House spokes liar Scott McClellan claims lobbyist crook du jour Jack Abramoff only met with administration staff two or three times, the scandal-ridden buyer of influence enjoyed frequent private meetings with President George W. Bush, who referred to Abramoff as one of his administration's greatest friends. In a town where money, just like uh, Kenny Boy, remember old Kenny Lay? Oh, yeah. It was his good buddy, Kenny Lay, and then all of a sudden, oh, who that? We don't know who that is. In a town where money buys influence and access, it would have been a highly unusual thing for one of the top fundraisers for the Bush White House to not have had meetings with the president. McClellan, a carefully worded response to reporters yesterday, said his personal investigation into the matter revealed that Abramoff may have had two private staff-level meetings at the White House. This is the same Scott McClellan who claimed he investigated the Valerie Plame leak and told reporters that neither Vice President Cheney nor anyone on his staff had any involvement in that scandal. Then Cheney's chief of staff, Scooter Luby, got, uh, Luby, got slapped with an indictment for giving the info to the press. McClellan, as, as skilled a liar as anyone who has stood before the press and misled reporters on behalf of a president, fails to mention Abramoff's frequent visits to the president's ranch in Crawford, Texas, the private meetings that the lobbyists arranged with the president on the 2004 campaign trail, and at the Republican National Convention that year. White House visitor logs are not public record, and the Bush administration keeps separate logs of visitors to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue and other locations like Camp David or the president's home. In addition, logs can and often are revised when scandal erupts. And you know what the water Nazi says? Don't mess with my log. Or is it don't F? I'm sorry, don't F with my log. Right. But Abramoff, who raised more than $100,000 for Bush in the last campaign, promised big-time donors FaceTime with the president and delivered on those promises during the convention. In addition, he traveled to Bush's ranch in Texas with his co-conspirator in crime, former House Majority Leader Tom DeLay. A former DeLay staffer who is cooperating with the investigation into both Abramoff and the disgraced GOP leader's activities has told investigators that Abramoff and DeLay visited Bush at his ranch on at least four occasions in 2003 and 2004. It's common for big money contributors to get personal meetings with the president. At the GOP's annual presidential dinner in Washington, those who pony up at least 25 grand are hustled into a room before the dinner for time and photo ops with the president. Abramoff kept a photo of he and Bush out at the Crawford Ranch in his office in Washington. The autograph from Bush said, To my great friend Jack. 
Dale Nally, a campaign worker in the 2004 Bush-Cheney re-election campaign, recalls a meeting between Bush and Abramoff during campaign stop in Florida. He put his arm around Abramoff and told us that this man is one of the administration's greatest friends, Nally recalls. Nally declined the job in the Bush administration, returned to school after the election, and remembers some in the campaign privately calling Abramoff a sleazeball. That campaign taught me that I never wanted anything to do with the Bush administration or politics again, Nally said. No matter how many showers I took, I couldn't wash away the stench. Oh, how do you like that? Huh. Isn't that a beautiful thing? No matter how many showers he took, no matter how much comic cleanser, he couldn't wash away the stench. It takes forever to get that taste and smell out of your system. Rectum? Oh! Yeah, it really does. Nice going, Henry. That's Henry Barrow, who just turned 85, according to Joni Fleischman, who just also turned the scale at 400 pounds. Well, last time we saw him, he looked like a monster in the news business, didn't he? Yes, he did. Perfectly round. This is not a guy that was ever... I wouldn't say he was slim, but he was like, you know, a little Normal. Pleasant, Normal. pleasantly plump for a guy his age, for an old uh, fart like him. And then we see him uh, years later, and he like uh, like a, like somebody stuck a bicycle pump up his ass yeah. and just uh, him. pumped and pumped like uh, the crow would say. Well, when you're idle. And he's not my idol. Oh, you mean uh, Henry? I thought you were talking about the crow. Although I do like Eric Idol a lot. Monty Going Python. Too, pump, pump, pump. too bad that we don't have a lot more Monty Python fans. Oh, I mean, there's a lot, but should be a lot more. They're the only should Brits be. with a sense of humor besides, of course, the uh, Queen Mum, and she's dead. She had a great sense of humor for an old Did drunk. She? 559. Yeah, she'd say, this old queen would like you queens downstairs to cut the crap and bring me a, a, a drink. She was a real hoot and a snappy dresser. For me, listening to Neil Rogers is a guilty pleasure because I'm uh, none of the above 367. Oh, thank goodness for that. 65.6% of this audience aren't bigoted old farts or green tooth, whatever these are. Cranky old fart 40, employed by another radio station, 26, 26, how do you like that? Gunhugger 23, hawkish Republican 18, right-wing Christian 16. I'll pray for you. Redneck 14, fag hater 12. Klansman, nine. Jamaican, eight, man. We got eight Jamaicans, man. Oh, my God. I hope they find a good machine and go back to where they came from in it. Old Green Tooth Cuban, eight. Nazi Sympathizer, seven. Orthodox Jew, six. And, last but not least, Catholic. We got five Catholics out there, including, of course, your close personal friend. This is Neil Rogers. Good life, Dennis. This is 560 no QAM. Mackinac. This is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the Hockey Authority, Neil God. Brad Pitt. You probably can't find anyone who hasn't heard that he's had quite a year. The end of his marriage and the new co-star. So, let me try some of these questions. All right, let's go. Personal questions. Yeah. Why did your marriage end? She... A pretend cough masking an expletive. I, do I need to go on? <laughs> Do you want more? Yep. She <laughs> And, uh, yes. I mean, I could do better than that. Absolutely. Uh, next. next. Did Angelina Jolie break up your marriage? Absolutely. I mean, what is more exciting than that? When Prime Time's Brad Pitt, the interview, returns. You know, you know how everybody is doing that expression from the Molmeister? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, everybody and their brother is like Absolutely. That. He left that for us anyway, and he also left. Doi, 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 doi. And as well. Doi, 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 doi. 13 till noon at 560. Don't forget, Curtis Stevenson for the departed Mo Man. And I, I'm going to have to wean myself off of that, uh, the Molmeister and all that stuff. No, no Mo. No Mo? We're, we're creatures of habit. You keep, you know, for four right. years now. The Mo Man, it too. Well, no, no Mo Man. Man. 
Manchester, Pennsylvania. Speaking of kitty cats, a cat interrupted a cat nap, possibly saving two lives. Uh, I don't believe it. Cats are dumber than a box of rocks. Jean Poole and her nine-month-old granddaughter were dozing Tuesday in Poole's home in the Newbury State's mobile home park in Manchester, Pennsylvania. Poole's seven-year-old cat, Princess, woke them up, meowing loudly. Meow. Loudly. Hmm. Boy, they are disgusting cats, aren't they? Oh, wrong. But what were you playing? I was trying to get a meow sound effect. Oh. Poole got up, smelled smoke, and heard crackling flames. Flaming! She went to check the wood-burning stove in the living room and saw flames at the picture window. With fire blocking the front door, Poole grabbed the baby and went out the rear door. She then returned to get Princess. This reminds me of that story. Now, where was it that the mother uh, left the two kids, the 8- and 10-year-old kids, told them to go back to bed and the house was burning down and they think she'd done it? Did you see that? No. You didn't see that? No. That's one of the most grotesque things I ever saw in my life. Oh, go back to bed, go back to bed, and then she calls, uh, she's out in the uh, yard, and the neighbor says, what's going on over there? And uh, anyway, mm. the cat woke me up. I don't know if I'd have smelled the smoke otherwise, Poole said. Arriving firefighters found fl flames were shooting through the roof. Scott Glassmeyer, assistant chief of the Newbury Township Fire Company, said the blaze apparently started accidentally. A trash can outside ignited the underside of the mobile home, spread inside the siding, and broke through the interior. There's a scene in um, Imaginary Heroes where... Uh, Sigourney Weaver is going to the house of this uh, punk that's beating up her kid in school all the time. And she goes in there in, the tra in their uh, mobile home, in their trailer. Right, of course. And she goes storming in in the trailer trash, fat pig of a mother is sitting there on the couch. And she gives them a lecture, and the kid is, like, lurking in the uh, side of the room. And then when, and just before she walks out, she says, nice trailer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little party man. Stuff. Yeah, a little stuff there, a little uh, shot right at the end. Nice trailer, trash. Speaking of very important stories, Ann Arbor, Michigan. Michigan, speaking of... All right. Don't forget, Jim Mandich, 2 to 6, starts tomorrow on QAM, whether he likes it or not. What was that with the Humper saying he would advise him against it? I say, none ya. None ya business, Hank. Just uh, butt out. We're trying to get an award-winning lineup here. And especially when those numbers come out tomorrow. I don't feel real good about this uh, book. Don't you? Want to know why? Because December, we usually get scrooged by Arbitron. I don't know right. why it is, but just about every December. Yeah, they don't like us. I guess that's because we're not the Christmas kind of people. All the heathens on this right. show. Well, it's Christmas time and even Chinooka time, and you heathen bastards don't fit into the ambiance of December, so right. screw you. Whatever number you got, we'll divide by two and subtract six. Especially Jew, then. That's right. Ann Arbor, Michigan. A pair of recent University of Michigan graduates are each $5,000 richer for being the best at a national tournament involving a campus drinking game popular among many college students. <laughs> Jason Coben and Nick... Velisaris are the champions of the World Series of Beer Pong, which took place earlier this month. Their lost wages. The two beat out more than 160 other competitors to split the $10,000 grand prize. Well, a lot of degenerates wind up in Vegas, you know. Coincidence? Beer Pong is played this way. While standing, players attempting to toss a ping pong ball into cups that are partially filled with beer at the other end of the table. If the players succeed, their opponents are forced to drink the beer in the cup. Got it? Okay. It's like quarters. It's like that kid with oh. a ping pong ball in his Rectum. hockey ball. player. Remember that? Right. <laughs> Beer Pong has made the transition from house party game to being featured event in, a, in bars that host tournaments. Well, you talk about the boredom killing business, just like this poker crap on TV. I mean, thank goodness we're reading that finally that uh, that's uh, in its waning days, just like the uh, insurgency in Iraq. Companies sell custom-designed Beer Pong tables and related products. Have you ever played this, Josh? Of course. Of course. Yeah, they, you know, it's a big college game, you know. They... Oh, that's right. I forgot you were lush. <laughs> we used to play quarters in my day, but, you know, because we didn't have ping pong balls. 
Didn't have balls? No. Companies sell custom-designed beer pong tables and related products. A merchandiser of beer pong paraphernalia held the World Series of Beer Pong. Critics say the game encourages binge drinking. All right. But COVID and Vesalaris say it's not about irresponsible drinking. They say it's a good way to have a good time with friends. It's like playing darts at a bar, Coben told the Ann Arbor News. Coben and Velasquez picked up the game several years ago. Coben was a swimmer at Michigan, and oh, well, you know about them. And Velasquez yeah. was a wrestler, and you really oh. know about them. And they got to know each other through the athletic community. Took a lot of showers together, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. When they were old enough to go to bars, they brought the game with them and played among friends, and the game, too. Eventually, the two began helping to organize weekly tournaments in Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti. Ever been to Ypsilanti? No. Oh, man, you don't want to go there. You know, I worked a week at a radio station in Ypsilanti. That's quite a story. I'll tell you someday when i got time. At the national tournament, COVID and Velasquez were sponsored by Campus Area Bar, the Brown Jug. Not the little brown jug, just the big brown jug, which paid the $550 entry free. The bar's owner, Perry Pericos, agreed to put up the money. He said, COVID and Velasquez are regular customers who've helped out in a pinch at the bar. The two paid their own airfare and planned to pay, up, uh, to pay back... Puerto Rico's from their winnings. They also wore T-shirts with the bar's name during the competition. Isn't that exciting? Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's the kind of stuff they do up there at Michigan, man. Bunch of degenerates. Bunch of... <laughs> bunch of All right. Although they have much better weed there than East Lansing. I think it grows like uh, wild uh, wildfire. Like weeds? Like weed. Groups by... i got a big pile of stuff here today. i got Marine Dowd's column, which it won't cost you a dime to read it, to hear it. It's on our website for tomorrow, I believe. And by the way, uh, Josh wants to apologize for the late edition of those stories on there this morning. He was busy last night. Hey, they were up there like a swift 920. Like I said, Josh wants to apologize profusely. For... I apologize. Groups file lawsuits over eavesdropping. Two leading civil rights groups filed lawsuits yesterday against the Bush administration over its domestic spying program to determine whether the operation was used to monitor 10 defense lawyers, journalists, scholars, political activists, and other Americans with ties to the Middle East. The two lawsuits are the first major court challenges to the eavesdropping program. They were filed separately by the ACLU in Federal District Court in Detroit and by the Center for Constitutional Rights in Federal District Court in Manhattan. Both groups are seeking to have the courts order an immediate end of the program, which the groups say is illegal and unconstitutional. The Bush, whatever happened to a Jared Leto, by the way? He's around. Still got his band, still doing movies. Yeah. He was just in that uh, Alexander movie, which was really horrible, but he's working. He's working good. He's working it. Yes, hope he, he gained some weight back. Joan Fleischman said he weighed like 47 pounds during the filming of Requiem for a Dream. The Bush administration has strongly, and uh, Jennifer Connelly weighed 62, uh, soaking wet. Even asked him to ask. I had a comment, but I'll pass. Okay, El Paso, uh, Joyce might be monitoring today. The Bush administration has strongly defended the legality and necessity of the surveillance program. Officials said the Justice Department would probably oppose the lawsuits on national security grounds. Justice Department officials wouldn't comment any specific individuals who might have been singled out under the NSA program and said the department would review the lawsuits once they're filed. Oh, yeah. The lawsuits seek to answer one of the major questions surrounding the eavesdropping program. Has it been used solely to single out the international phone calls and email messages of people with no links to al-Qaeda, as President Bush and most of his senior advisors say, or has it been abused in ways that civil rights advocates say could hark back to the political spying abuses of the 60s and 70s? Absolutely. No doubt about it, man. They're spying on them cookie-eating subversives out there in San Diego. Anybody, certainly on this show, anybody connected with it, even the sales holes. By the way, goodbye to some of the salespeople that won't be there much too longer. Probably shouldn't have said that, but I'm glad I did. Well, not what Hank said yesterday. There's going to be like a major purge back there. I thought he, 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 thought he, he had the urge to purge. I thought. Yeah, the urge to purge. That's what Joe Bell's got. He's got the urge to purge. 
And that's what most people used to have after they went to lunch with Greg at that sushi place. For me, listening to Neil Rogers is a guilty pleasure because I'm none of the above, 65.5 for cent, 397. What are the above? Well, cranky old fart, 42. Employed by another radio station, 26. I said, well, that's what we've had all along, 26. I guess that's it. Gunhugger, 26. Hawkish Republican, 21. Right wing Christian, 16. Redneck, 15. Fag hater, 13. Who enjoyed that movie a lot, though, by the way? Fairback Mountain. Catholic, 11. Old Green Tooth Cuban, 9. Klansman, 9. Jamaican, 8 Mun. Nazi sympathizer, 7. Orthodox Jew, 7. You notice how uh, we got the, the, the balance there. Isn't that a beautiful thing? It's the yin and the yang, man. Nazi sympathizer, 7. Orthodox Jew, 7. They're going to kill him with, like, stale matzo balls. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 AM. Well, uh, it be the 12 to 1 hour on WQAM. People are talking. Can it really be? Did Brad put the baby in Angelina Jolie? Well, the rumors say it happened. Exactly, well, we don't know when. I can't wait to hear until the news is given to Miss Amistad. Oh! Is Angelina pregnant? Can it be? Is Angelina pregnant? So oh, I can this be? They're gonna go out and buy everything. Cribs and bibs and rings and things. Is Angelina pregnant? Oh my God, is Angelina pregnant? Brad, what did you do? I'm not old-fashioned, Brad, but have you lost your mind? You're not even married yet. So I guess Mother Nature caused the slip in the old timing. Hey, Brad, do you think it's time you gave her a diamond ring? And poor Jennifer's crying. This is what she wanted all along. And she's mad. You're a dad. You're a cad. You've been bad. Can I ask you one question now, Brad? Have you ever heard of a condom? No. 1201 at 560 WQM. That's why he wasn't in that bareback mountain after all. Brad Pitt. Makes sense. And Matt Damon. They were going to be in there uh, doing a little something. Five six seven oh five sixty. Now, do I want to take some calls, or do I want to continue uh, flying through my pile? Well, I kind of like your pile. Do you really? Yeah, well, go ahead. Keep take, your nose take out that of it. call. Oh yeah, I want to take all these calls that we got on the board there. Well, you know, we just had the noon break there. A lot of people going to lunch, like our sales department. Five six seven oh five sixty. By the way, it's been nice working with you, Curtis Raymond uh, Yay. Burr, sales manager. I don't think you're going to see him no more. That'll teach him not to like uh, confabulate with the people on the air. How do you how do you like uh, selling a vacuum? Like selling in a bottle? You know how people put like a ship in a bottle? Yeah. Well, how do you like selling a bottle? I don't know. Or like in Paxton, there were a lot of people who were just uh, on, the, on bottle. the bottle. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. First time I saw Network. Uh, it's Kumsi Kumsa. So so. Yeah. You should really see American History X, though. You'll love it. I got it written down. It's in my pile. All right. Have fun with your pile. Okay, thanks. He said, come see, come see. I don't think uh, young people enjoy a network. Anybody in the age of 100 like me? Although George liked it. He's in the park. I like it, but I'm old. 
He's an old geezer, man, with gray right. hair. With a walker? Uh, Tony Fleischman said George just turned 72, by the way. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. There's an interesting point I'd like to make about that movie, uh, Brokeback Mountain. Yes, I've never seen it. Well, I, I, I looked in the book. I read part of the book, and uh, the original reason the Cowboys started their hanky-panky was that they got tired of holding down uh, screaming sheep. Like George used to do in the mountains. I didn't have to hold him down. <laughs> Find a couple of drinks. Come along. Oh, boy. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? All right. Uh, do you know that 31 days from today, the cell phone numbers are being released to telemarketing companies? Great. It starts in one month, yeah. And to get on the, uh, the no-call list, the number is 888 888- Three eight two one two two two, and it goes into effect in 31 days. And that number, you'll be off the list for five years, where they can't call your cell phone. So it's Thank God for that. What, what's the number again to get on the no call? It is eight 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 three eight two one two two two. Very simple, little recording, like one minute. It'll ask you to put in your cell phone number, and then you're done. Now, do you have to wear your tutu when you make that call, or are they not going to check it out? <laughs> Thanks a lot, Pally. Appreciate right, it. Man. Later. 888-382-1222. Is that what he said? I think I wrote that down wrong. I got 382-1222. That's what I just said. Yeah, that's 888-382-1222. That's what Bishop Desmond Tutu will be saying. I wonder what his cell phone number is. Is he still alive, Bishop Tutu? He sure is, man. He's still uh, stirring the pot. And uh, what's his name? He's smoking it. Me? No, what's his name? And uh, Nelson Mandela. Oh, by the way, welcome to the uh, Abraham Solomon Show. I'm changing my name. Just, you know, just for this uh, last couple of months between now and... Actually, it's only about a month and uh, 12 days before that big March 1st, 30th anniversary show. About 30, man. About 30, man. How's that CD coming, by the way? I haven't heard another word about that. It's coming along just fine. Is it really? Is Miguel uh, on top of it? It's it's percolating. And just make sure he doesn't put some of the stuff on there that, like, uh, remember the woman was hocking about that, uh, and I'm sure that that was a setup call, about Condor Leaser, and that, that's Nothing not going on like there. like that. We'll be, uh, you won't be hearing those right. no mo. No, no. That's the last thing we need is to start that simmus all over. Because I'm sure that there's some people out there with a lot of idle time on their hands. Do, 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 Not that do, do, do. I'm suspicious or anything like that. They would love nothing more but into a start a whole pile of crap again. And I say underline again. You know, the fact that he was allowed to do, pull the stuff, and again, most of it was off the air. On the air was surly and nasty enough, but that's on the air stick. But the stuff that went on behind the scenes was so grotesque and positively unbelievable. Or like unbelievable. That uh, you'd probably any any of you would fall off your chair right now wherever you'd be sitting. It. Maureen Dowd writes, looking for a Democratic tough guy or a girl, and we sure like Maureen Dowd a lot. Although we should take line nine first, it'll be fast. QAM, hello. This is it. See what I mean? D. Maureen writes, the Democrats were throwing haymakers at the White House this week, but they'll never succeed as long as they're perceived as the party in skirts. Al Gore, John Kerry, and Hillary Clinton called the Bush administration on its apparently bottomless store of imperial sins. They made a lot of good points. They just didn't score any. The trio, apparently jockeying for 08, are not the best messengers. They're loaded down with baggage. Two of them, who could have stopped W. and Dick Cheney before they undid 230 years of American democracy, didn't because they allowed themselves to be painted as girly men. The other, a manly girl. (laughs) Oh, she is so good. The other, a manly girl, has been so cautious and opportunistic about weighing in on everything from Shivo to Alito and Iraq that when she finally sang out on Monday and railed against W, she sounded more soprano than Basso Profundo. 
It was easy for the Republicans to play their usual gender games and dismiss the three Democrats as whiny, shrill, and ineffectual. After Mr. Gore and Senator Clinton went on the attack, Scott McClellan rebutted, I think we know one tends to like or enjoy grabbing headlines. The other one sounds like the political season may be starting early. He rubbed Mr. Gore's nose in the fact that he's not the president fighting the terrorists, noting, if he wants to be the voice for Democrats on this debate over national security, we welcome it. To lead and not just conduct campaigns that parrot the liberal elite's editorial pages, you have to shape your own identity and political destiny. And ever since the 2000 race, the Democrats have let Republicans caricature them as effeminate. You fairy! The Democrats have let the GOP give them their shape, and it's an hourglass. There are moments in campaigns and policy debates when it's possible to knock the sword out of your opponent's hand. Al Gore and John Kerry whiffed. Mr. Kerry and Senator Clinton held the president's coat as he rushed to war. This all allowed the Bushies to use 9-11 as a shield and a bludgeon. They made their own rules and cast themselves as renegade heroes. If the Democrats are like the dithering desperate housewives, the Republicans have come across like the counterterrorism agent Jack Bauer on 24. Fast with a gun, loose with the law, willing to torture in the name of protecting the nation, except Jack Bauer is competent. The Democrats' chronic impotence led to the Republicans' reign of incompetence. U.S. News & World Report features a menacing Dick Cheney looking like a man who just swallowed a country on the cover this week with the headline, Tough Guy. The story recounts how Mr. Cheney is Bush's, Bush 1's defense secretary, derided lawmakers as a bunch of annoying gnats. Maybe that's why he doesn't feel the need to pay attention to the silly little laws they make. How many things do you have to mess up in the country and the world before you lose your reputation for machismo? Al Gore, belatedly perhaps, made an uncharacteristic, uh, uncharacteristically bold move. He made the completely valid point that the President of the United States has been breaking the law repeatedly and insistently. To eavesdrop on American citizens without a warrant, imprison American citizens on his own declaration, kidnap and torture, then what can't he do? He told an audience on Monday, denouncing Bush's power grab. He warned Republicans that they should be wary of setting these extra-legal precedents because someday a leader with values abhorrent to them could put all that power to use. Mr. Cheney, lumbering around in unreality, continues to be unapologetic as the chorus of Democratic complaints gets louder. Above the law is exactly where he wants to be. Even when he can easily and retroactively get snooping warrants, he doesn't want their stinking warrants. Warrants are for sissies. When we all get through ten years, when we get all through ten years from now, he told U.S. News, we'll look back at this period of time and see that liberating 50 million people in Afghanistan and Iraq really did represent a major fundamental shift, obviously in U.S. policy in terms of how we dealt with the emerging terrorist threat, and that will also have fundamentally changed circumstances in that part of the world. Yeah, but not necessarily for the better. Whatever else you can say about the Bush crowd, they stick to their guns even when they can't shoot straight. That's Marine Dow. That's her two cents. Those girly men, those Democrats, man. You know, Al Gore, he's the one. He's the one you can put most of the blame on, even though now he's talking, uh, you know, big time, Mr. Big Shot. Mm -hmm. Finally butched up after all this time. Just look at that scene again. And, uh... How dare they drag the good name of the United States of America through the mud of Saddam Hussein's torture prison. Yeah, just look at that scene in Fahrenheit 9-11 again, when the Black Caucus, the different members keep getting up there. One after the other, and begging and pleading, you know, for one uh -huh. senator to come forward and sign a resolution uh, uncertifying the result of the uh, fixed election in 2000. And there's Al Gore as vice president. He's uh, presiding over the Senate, and he's uh, clanging the gavel and uh, blowing them all off. You know, right then and there, he handed the uh, he handed the U.S. of A. over to the fascists. He just he handed to them on a platter. Him and all those other people that wouldn't stand up. Yeah, all the uh, hundred senators. One signature they needed. One. All the hundred senators. Mm -hmm including uh, Ted Kennedy and John Kerry, and Al Gore himself, of course, being a senator, he could have signed it, but then again, it would have seemed self-serving, I guess. Right. But nevertheless, he could have done it, and he should have done it. Hey, Al, you quizzling. You fairy. Pathetic. 
Oh, speaking of uh, pathetic politicians, and there are so many, uh, Ray Nogginhead in Louisiana, New Orleans. Man, he is an... Well, we knew he was an idiot when we saw his behavior during uh, Katrina, right? Well, he, there was he no doubt about it. for a few minutes, and then he went all bananas. No, he was an idiot. He was a simpleton. He was the one that was telling him, well, I'll go to the uh, Superdome, and uh, then go to the uh, Civic Arena, whatever the hell the arena was, and, uh, and then uh, they got there, and nobody knew what the hell was going on. And then, of course, there was Brownie Brown. Well, uh, he didn't know anything about it. Doing a heck of a job, Ray. Anyway, Ray Nagin says he apologized for urging residents to rebuild a chocolate New Orleans, saying you can't have New Orleans no other way. Not only is he incompetent, he's also illiterate. I apologize. I'm really sorry that some people took that the way they did, and that was not my intention, the mayor said. I say everybody's welcome, but the darker the better. Nagin added that he never should have used the term chocolate across the Hurricane Katrina Ravage City. And by the way, it's a toilet there. It's just unbelievable. And when Bush was there a few days ago, remember that? Mm-hmm. They took him through the upscale uh, hoity-toity wow. hoods that never got really much damage from the hurricane, and he never went anywhere near all that, um, most of the city that's like uh, an outdoor toilet he now. He wouldn't go to that neighborhood before, and he wasn't going to go there now. That's for damn sure. Not his kind. Across the Hurricane Katrina Rabbit City, many voiced their displeasure with the mayor's Monday remarks at a Martin Luther King Jr. Day speech. One website even began peddling T-shirts showing Nagin with a top hat along with the caption, Willie Nagin and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Starring Johnny Depp. Woo! I love that. Resident Alice Gerhold called Nagin's comments stupid and pitiful. He used the wrong dairy product to describe us. We're more Neapolitan, not chocolate, Gerhold said. It doesn't do the city any kind of justice. Aisha Johnson said she doesn't think the mayor's comments were necessarily inflammatory, just out of line. He should have chosen his words more carefully, she said. How about like mocha would have been better? But some residents, like Ann McKendrick, were angered, pissed off, and fired up. You can't reunite a city if your comments are going to divide a city, McKendrick said. His remarks fall into a line of inappropriate statements the mayor has made, said civil rights attorney Tracy Washington. She said she's through trying to figure out what the mayor is going to say on, off the cuff any given day. He's an idiot. That's what he is. Let's see. Here it says, are you sure it is wise to send a private cell phone to a 1-800 number? Could be a way for some scanner to capture about 50 million numbers. I, I don't know. I'm not getting involved. So whatever that's all about, that was the caller that said that. We had nothing to do with it, right? I'm going to wait and see. Yeah, wait. Wait and see. I'm sure that some legal beagle out there, some maven, will advise us on that. Remember remember we had a call for the uh, for our regular uh, house phones? Right. The no call uh, for all that sort of thing? Did it do any good? No. No, because if you're doing any business, like with a credit card company or a bank or uh, a whorehouse, whatever it might be, massage parlor, uh, then they got a right to call you. And those are the ones that call you anyway most of the time, not out of ten times. And uh, those uh, boiler rooms, they still call you. They don't care about the law. I mean, they're going to scam you anyway. Yeah, exactly, because they're here today and gone in a few days anyway. By the time they find out where the calls are coming from, there's an empty room, room and they're long gone. 1213 at 560 WQAM, where we got the Curtis Stevenson uh, debut on, uh, well, we don't know what's going on, 2 to 4 today. Mad Dog 4 to 7 is his last day in those hours. He'll be doing 2 to 6 starting tomorrow or else. Hey, if you want to lose some weight this year, you can try all kinds of diets. Boy, us fat people, we know about dieting inside and out. But the answer is, if you want to be satisfied and full, balance for life can really do the job for you. The beast, we're trying to save his life, get him ready for his wedding day. Keep him alive at least until that day. And he's lost five pounds already, and you can do a lot better. What could be better than getting all your food cooked and prepared for you and delivered right to your door in a little black sack every day at your work, at your home, wherever you're hanging out. Three gourmet meals and two delicious snacks, and you lose weight like crazy. This is the deal. You're not starving all day long. A lot of those diets, 
you feel like you're being deprived and depraved, and just that's why I can't stay on them. But with Balance for Life, the food is delicious, and believe you me, it'll keep you on the uh, straight and narrow path. So do the smart thing, okay? Sign up for Balance for Life. Get a weekly menu of menu selections, meal selections, and you pick out what you want for every snack, every meal. Get in the zone with Balance for Life by calling 866-225-4543. Check them on the web at balanceforlife.com. And if you call right now, mention Neil Rogers at QAM, you'll get two days of food free this week. Save you some serious cash. So call Balance for Life right now at 866-225-4543. And be sure and tell them that the beast told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Yo, what's up? This is Marcus Vick, former Virginia Tech and soon-to-be NFL quarterback. Yo, have you heard about the hottest new dance in the ghetto? Uh Uh-uh. Well, yo, do me one favor, baby. Lay on the ground. Uh Uh-huh. No problem. Snap! That's close. Stop. What? The new dance is called Stop. You lay your hoes on the ground and stomp on them. Snap! Nah! Stop! Snap! I said it's called Stomp! Stomp! That's right, baby. This is Marcus Vick saying, Stomp them hoes! Stomp! From 19 at 560 WQM. Just finishing up a story here. Look at this. 2002 memo doubted uranium sale claim. Huh. Well, I just mentioned that in passing. I mean, what did that Joe Wilson know anyway? And that uh, Valerie playing the, the plane game. How come we're not hearing no more about that? Shut up, Tommy. I'm sorry. Or I uh, know more about Jack Abramoff and all of those things. I know more about uh, Duke Cunningham, the Duke. Now, when you think of the British, what do you think about in terms of teeth? Oh, uh, bad? Yes. Why is it that the Brits have such bad teeth? Maybe because of their diet, because of that bad cuisine that they eat. It's either their genes or their hygiene. Too much toad in the hole, if you ask me. But anyway, this story from the BBC will really send you. Dennis let partner drill teeth. A dentist from southeast London who let her unqualified boyfriend treat patients has been struck off. I don't know what that means. If you could see the pictures of these two. Yeah, and their teeth? It makes the word. No, they're not uh, smiling. They're both the uh, uh, Mia's uh, pale into insignificance. They are so grotesque. Mojan Azarai followed her lover Ahmed Amid, Amidi Mazarai. To work on more, allowed her, uh, the names have thrown me, allowed her uh, lover to work on more than 600 patients, leaving many in agony. He drilled out cavities. That's kind of like the Cuban dentist in South Florida, isn't it? Right. License is optional. Right. And doctors. He drilled right. out cavities without local anesthetic and, and plastic surgeons and installed expensive fillings that crumbled within days. He drilled out cavities without local anesthetic. The pair charged the NHS for the bungled work and other non-existent procedures and are believed to have made 120,000 pounds, that's almost a quarter of a million dollars, from the scam. Azari, 39, a Swedish-Iranian, was barred from practicing in the U.K. by the General Dental Council for serious professional misconduct. She ran dental practices in Norbury and Tulse Hills, South London, where she employed her partner, a dental tap tech, between 2002 and 2003. While he was around, he let her do a lot more business, I guess. In March 2005, Azari from Beckenham, Kent, was jailed for 12 months by Southwark Crown Court after pleading guilty to obtaining money by deception. Amidi Masarai, 42, an Iranian national and a real grotesque-looking creature from East Dulwich, southeast London, received a two-year sentence after committing similar offenses. The GDC considered claims that Azari did not take any adequate steps to check that uh, Amidi Masarai was a qualified dentist. It was alleged she allowed him to continue treating patients despite promising the Croydon Primary Care Trust in 2003 he would stop. I like that. 
I think it's nitpicking, though. You know local anesthetic, uh, expensive yeah, things that crumbled in a few days. I think, uh, you know, maybe any dentist. I got a good dentist here, though, now. Now all I need is to find a good doctor. Because, you know, I'm getting ready for that big day. For that guy out there whose hobby is uh, going to people's funerals. I have no life. Man, some of these people are just really scary, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Oh, really boy. I mean, all you got to do is listen for 10 minutes or more when we're taking uh -huh. calls on this show. That tells you all you need to know about South Florida, about America, about the human race, about the future of this planet right there. Let's take some of these really important calls now. Oh, not have any. That's because I was threatening, you know, when I go on these rampages, start reading what? all this heavy-duty stuff. And, of course, always at your urging, by the way. That's right. Are you threatening me? 5670560, pound 560, the Verizon and singular wireless line. There's not one person in this uh, audience that saw primal, no, one guy saw primal fear, and certainly not imaginary heroes. They would never admit that. And that was just 2004. That's a relatively new flick. Mm -hmm. Just a year and a half ago. WQAM movie line, hello. QAM. Hello? Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. i got to blow my nose. Goodbye. Go right ahead. Okay. Blow this. 5670560, pound 560, the Verizon Singular wireless line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Um, um, History X is very good, by the way. Okay. My question is, um, are you taking Zocor? Or no? Absolutely not. I wouldn't take any of those drugs if you paid me by the uh, pill. Plavix. Plavix, yes. What's Plavix got to do with Zocor? Uh, Zocor is a cholesterol. It's a statin so drug, man. Okay, so don't even do it. I, I'm not. Uh, listen, am I a doctor? You're asking me? Well, you, no, how no, high I'm is asking. your cholesterol? How high is your I, cholesterol? Oh, no, it's for my wife. Oh, well, how, that, how high is her cholesterol? Something. I don't know what the numbers are on that. Well, two, it could be like 210 or it could be 290. I mean, there's a big difference. <laughs> All right, 250. Is, is it 250? No, no, I think it's like 135 or something like that. I got news for you. If your wife's cholesterol is 135, then uh, find her a nice pine box, okay? Under 140 without taking any medication, under 140 is considered like uh, the death line for cholesterol. Really? I, I mean, what, the, what would I know about any of these things, though? That's right. Mr. I'll Blood tell you what I do know is I wouldn't take those statin drugs. I'm not giving any advice. You do whatever you want out there, whatever your doctor tells you. Always trust your doctor. That's right. <laughs> right, if you can find one. Find a real one in Florida. But nevertheless, uh, the statin drugs are killers, and they're much more. Unless you're like extremely obese and your cholesterol is really way up there, and your LDL is really, and and a lot of the uh, stuff that I read, of course, from people who are like you know quacks, they say the LDL cholesterol doesn't make all that much difference unless it's really like over 200, really grotesque. That it's a low HDL and high triglycerides. That's the deal. Why are you talking about this? Because that last guy sucker me into doing it. That's right. High triglycerides. Hi. Well, if you do the Atkins, your triglycerides will be nice and low. Or if you do Balance for Life and don't eat that baba ganoush. WQAM, hello. Can I be on the radio? WQAM, hello. QAM. Konnichiwa, bitches. WQAM, hello. I like to stick at the joints for 200. WQAM, hello. Neil, hello. God. Yes, sir. Hey, good, good afternoon. Good evening. Hey, good evening. Uh, Neil, I didn't, I didn't mean to call uh, when you're on the air because of the question I had. There's a skit you play uh, with a lady who's driving, and she's got, I don't know if I can say it, a turd in the back. Yeah, uh-huh. Is that on one of your uh, best of Neil CDs? No, maybe they'll put that on the one this year, Toy Yard Turd. It's a contender. It's a, yeah, I, it? I haven't heard it in a while. This is a classic. Okay, we'll, uh, we'll give it some consideration. It's, it's in the running. It's in the silent running. 
You going to put that on there? Sure, we'll do it. I, I was not on one before. Toby Archer. I, I, I think it was, but you know how that goes. Oh boy. The long arm of the law. 26 past noon at 560 WQM. If you're in a dead-end job, if you're underpaid, if your New Year's resolution is to get your life turned around and get you a new high-paying career, then act now. Do something about it. Pick up the phone and call Fast Train at 866-FAST-TRAIN. They'll get you trained and ready for that new high-paying career in just a few short months. That's correct. You can get that new high-paying career in just a few short months of your life, and then it'll turn it right around for you. The demand for medical coding specialists and computer professionals is an all-time high. And don't forget, Fast Train offers convenient day, evening, and weekend classes, job placement assistance, and financial aid for people who qualify. So pick up that phone and call Fast Train now at 866-FAST-TRAIN. They placed over 100 people just like you in 2005. Check Fast Train on the web at FastTrain.com, but act now in order to get that new high-paying career because classes are filling up mighty fast. Don't miss the train of opportunity this year. Call 1-866-FAST-TRAIN and make the New Year's resolution to get yourself a life of reality this year. 1-866-FAST-TRAIN and be sure and tell them Todd Dreck told you to call. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. Will he advance a hard Absolutely. Will he all the bushes by the backs. Yes. Will he comply with citizens fighting? And will he end all of women's lives? Uh-huh. And will he overturn abortion judgments? Will he laugh? Those trip search kids And if we get high Or a little drunk Will he make us rot in jail For life Yes Should we like a little baby No Bush will stand by him forever. But will he take my rights away? Absolutely. Or will a little take my rights away? Hold on, Enrique, I forgot to tell you, you sent me a um, Christmas card. Did he? Just a generic one, you know, not, not no personal comments on there like he used to write on the CDs, like Love and Kisses and... Aw. Hell yeah. Slip used to have like a little lipstick on it. That's right. Lipstick traces. Well, this is a long story, my God. Seminal questions. As scholars question the place of nudity in marriage, Islamic clerics are hotly debating exactly what sexual practices are acceptable. Although you'd say practice makes perfect. And evidently because they have like 80 million kids. Those Muslims. I'm not really sure which religion is the most uh, annoying and ridiculous to me. All of that magic carpet thing, that just sends me into orbit, you know? They're on there uh, rocking on the carpet. Uh, a lot of rocking going on, you know what? Yeah. First you got the, what do they call them, The um, those uh, churches? Not ecumenical, or they're like uh, doing the old uh, dancing it up in the, what do they call those? What, what kind of dancing well, are they talking like they about? got St. Vitus dancing in their pants. It's the black churches. What do they call that? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. What? Enthusiastic? Nah, no, you know what I'm saying. 
Yeah, and then we got the, the Orthodox Jews are davening at the wall, yeah. rocking back and forth, like they got ants in their pantalones, too. And uh, and then uh, we got the Muslims with those yeah. uh, carpets. They daven, too. And they're sticking each other's ass up in the air in front of their face. Rectum. Oh, brother. Man. And, of course, with the diet that they eat, can you imagine those falafel farts? <laughs> Probably falafel. Wow. And smell awful, too. But before that, Supreme Court sends uh, back New, New Hampshire abortion case. I'm not reading really well today. I wonder what that's all about. Stroke. Maybe it's a sign. Huh? Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a sign. Maybe I should just take all the calls. What do you say? Starting now, yeah. Yeah, like the one on six is good. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. Hey, how are you? Okay. I think you was thinking Pentecostal. Is that what it is, where they do the, uh, they're all dancing and jumping up and down? I and, think uh, that is, or they hold their hands up in the air and hand snakes to each other and suck the venom out or whatever. Oh, that's, uh, that's another <laughs> holiday, yeah. Okay, thanks, thanks a lot, Pally. Watch yourself. Uh, oh, yeah, now, are they also handling the snakes in those churches? You know, those holy rollers. Yeah. But there's well, a name I mean, for that. The, huh? the Pentecostals are the ones that speak in tongues, but I know what you're talking about. Oh, they're the, speaking uh, in tongues? All right. Uh, the black churches where they juke and jive. I don't know if there's a name for that other than just black Baptist, uh, you know. Crazy people. Enthusiastic. Uh, ecclesiastic, enthusiastic. Yeah, And uh, crazy as hell. But a hell of a nice tax-free racket going, baby. Which religion is that we've done that pull before? Maybe it's time to bring that one back again. Which religion has the best dancing? Yeah. Which religion's got the best rhythm? It sure ain't the Catholic religion. That rhythm method ain't working too good at all. And the Pope knows it, too. It works great for making babies. That good old uh, rhythm, man. The U.S. Supreme Court today ordered a federal appeals court to take a fresh look at a New Hampshire law requiring parental notification before a minor's abortion, ruling unanimously that the lower court went too far in striking down the entire law when a more limited remedy was possible. The opinion written by Justice Sandra Day O'Connor broke no new ground on abortion, an issue that figured prominently in Senate confirmation hearings last week for the fascist Samuel Alito Jr., who's been nominated to replace her. It was the first time an abortion case reached the Supreme Court since 2000 when O'Connor cast a deciding vote in striking down a Nebraska law that banned a type of late-term abortion. We do not uh, revisit our abortion precedents today, but rather address a question of remedy, O'Connor wrote in the opinion of Ayotte versus Planned Parenthood of Northern New England. That's Clarence Ayotte, who used to drive at Jackson Harness Raceway. Framing the issue was the appropriate judicial response, if, if you call that driving. Uh, if regulating uh, access to abortion would be unconstitutional in medical emergencies, she said, we hold that invalidating the statute entirely is not always necessary or justified, for lower courts may be able to render narrower declaratory and injunctive relief. You understand what she said? No. Huh? The court decided nine to zip to send the case back to the U.S. Court of Appeals for the First Circuit, based in Boston, to look for a modest remedy that O'Connor said respondents agreed was possible. The case had been closely watched by other states that have laws requiring parental notification or approval for a minor's abortion. In oral arguments, justices were told that New Hampshire is among 19 states that require notification, while 24 other states require parental approval. I say mind your own business. Okay? Now, speaking of that, all that sexual hanky-panky, this is a long story. It goes on forever, but, of course, it has to do with sex. So the audience obviously will sit glued to their radio now, literally and figuratively. This is from uh, The Guardian, UK, eh? As scholars question the place of nudity in marriage, Islamic clerics are hotly debating exactly what sexual practices are acceptable, writes Brian Whitaker. I wonder if he's kind of Jack Whitaker. Or what's the guy, the uh, Jules, Julius, Jules, what's his name, the uh, health food uh, quack doctor? Julius Whitaker. Did you ever see oh, his books? No, no. Don't. A curious religious debate is raging in Egypt. The question is, should you keep your clothes on when having sex? 
It began when Dr. Rashid Khalil, an expert on Islamic law from Al-Azhar University in Cairo, warned that being completely naked during intercourse invalidates a marriage. His ruling was promptly dismissed by other scholars, including one who argued that anything that can bring spouses closer to each other should be permitted. Another religious scholar suggested it was okay. In other words, don't be doing it through the walls. Probably not a good idea. Another religious scholar suggested it was okay for the married couples to see each other naked as long as they don't look at the genitals. Keep your eyes, that's right, toward the ceiling. To avoid problems in that area, he recommended having sex under a blanket. <laughs> oh, man. Can you both be under the blanket? Oh, God. It's not entirely clear whether Dr. Khalil has considered the full implications of his edict. Doesn't the prospect of all those virile, baton-wielding Egyptian ride policemen, for example, doing it in their boots and black uniforms sound just a little bit kinky? But we'll let that pass. Unlike Christianity, which tends to be squeamish about sex, Islam has a long tradition of talking about it openly. Up to a point, this is much more healthy. While Catholic priests are enjoined to remain celibate, Muslim clerics are expected to marry and indulge heartily with their wives in the pleasures of the flesh. In many parts of the Muslim world, especially where folks are poor and uneducated, the local imam is the person many turn to for guidance on matters relating to sex and marriage. Well, at least uh, that makes more sense than the Catholics, because at least these people are doing it a lot. Right. Over the last few years, hundreds of Islamic fatwa websites have also sprung up on which clerics, often with the uncertain qualifications, answer all manner of questions that have been sent to them by email, including questions about sex. Some of their answers about what good Muslims should or shouldn't do in bed are very explicit, so readers under 18 should stop here, it says. While some of the advice is sensible, a lot of it is completely daft, so remaining readers over the age of 18 may wish to get a second opinion before putting it into practice. Actually, it had never occurred to me that Muslims might be required to keep their clothes on during their most intimate moments until a few months ago when I was browsing through Islam Online, the website supervised by the prominent and controversial guitar, uh, gutter-based cleric Yusuf al-Karadawi. Delivering a fatwa on oral sex, 79-year-old Dr. Karadawi describes it as a disgusting Western practice resulting from Westerners' habit of stripping naked during sexual intercourse. But he continues, Muslim jurists are of the opinion that it's lawful for the husband to perform cunnilingus on his wife or a wife to perform a similar act for her husband, fellatio, and there's no wrong in doing so. But, but if it leads to releasing semen, then it is blameworthy. But there is no divisive evidence, decisive evidence to forbid it, especially if the wife agrees with it or achieves orgasm by practicing it. On this issue, Dr. Karadawi's views are more permissive than those of several other clerics on the Internet. One states that oral sex is definitely forbidden, verboten, adding that this hideous practice will draw the angel of uh, the anger of Allah. Another asked if oral sex is permitted replies, I don't know what it is, oral sex, please define it. Masturbation is generally frowned upon by Islamic scholars, though they disagree about how sinful it is. The Inter-Islam website describes it as an indecent practice that has crept into the youngsters of today. Masturbation has become prevalent, the website says, because of the modern tendency for young people to marry later, contrary to the advice of the prophet. As a result, they feel a need to fulfill their carnal desires, but cannot do so in the normal way, i.e. sexual intercourse. Islamic voice describes masturbation as an abominable and wicked act, which is forbidden in Islam. Its harms are great, and it has a disastrous consequences, as established by doctors, not to mention all that hair that grows on the palms of your hands. Right. I think I'm going to continue with this where I left this off is, after uh, the break. Fascinating. Is it really fascinating sure, or just no uh, perverted and disgusting? I thought they had to do all their work under and the what workout. about the Mormons? Don't they have to keep that magic underwear on and just drill like a little hole in it or something? At all times. But it, it has a that flap. Holy, that's why they call it holy underwear. It has a flap. It has a flap? Well, you know, like the uh, regular flute of the looms? I see. So, in other words, if you have a spat, uh, open the, the flap. flap. Right. 
1240, 20 till uh, 1 at 560 WQM with lightning quick speeds, the latest features, and security. Comcast high-speed Internet leaves DSL in the dust. And today you can get on board for only 9.95 a month for three months. With an always-on connection speed of 6 megabytes, Comcast high-speed Internet is up to four times faster than DSL 1.5 and up to 100 times faster than dial-up. Whether you're downloading music, watching streaming video, playing online games, or just surfing your favorite sites, Comcast Reliable Fast Connection means you'll be flying through the Internet with or without your magic carpet. Plus, when you sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet, you get instant access to free features like the fan, video email, Comcast Rhapsody Radio Plus, and up to seven personal email accounts, just to name a few. And not only that, but you also get McAfee security tools included so you can be assured that your Internet experience is always safe and secure. So what you'll be waiting for, start doing more faster than ever before. Sign up for Comcast High-Speed Internet today for just $9.95 a month for three months, and you'll wonder how you ever lived without it. In Dade, call 305-COMCAST. In Broward, 954-COMCAST. Call for details. Certain restrictions apply. Again, in Dade, it's 305-COMCAST. And in Broward, 954-COMCAST. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. Honey. Bush ignored the city of New Orleans. Absolutely. Yes, some of the people down there say he failed. Stuffs the people in the Astrodome like cattle. While half the National Guard was in Iraq He cut funding for their levies Looters causing anarchy In Aruba we made a bigger deal In search for Natalie Holloway For one white girl we drained a lake And even asked for help from the Navy George Bush was vacationing in Crawford I guess next year there'll be no Mardi Gras Girls Gone Wild needs the city of New Orleans Or they'll have to send their film crew to Florida Oh my God Jason, you're on QAM. We don't have any National Guardsmen because they're all fighting a war in Iraq right now. Not the National Guard. Pardon? Not the National Guard. No National Guard in Iraq? Not, not, there's no National Guard. Uh, no. No, of course not. 14 to 1, 730 votes on the poll so far. For me, listening to Neil Rogers is a guilty pleasure because uh, none of the above 478, 65.5% are not like fringe or humans. But... Cranky old fart 46, hawkish Republican. About 30, man. Wow, that's shocking, isn't it? I guess they're trying to monitor what the other side is saying. Chicken hawkish, of course. Oh, no doubt. Employed by another radio station, 29, Vainting Away of Oh, my goodness. Gunhugger, 28. Catholic, 20. That's moving up the uh, radar screen real fast, isn't it? Well, they do move fast. They're climbing the pool. Redneck, 18. Right wing Christian, 18. Fag hater, 17. Well, probably most of those Catholics are like Julio's. Klansman, 10. Nazi sympathizer, 10. Old Green Tooth Cuban, 9. Speaking of Julio's. Orthodox Jew, 9. And Jamaican, 8 man. Only 8 Jamaicans so far. Of course, if you multiply these, what would you say the uh, fraction? Like I multiply times 1,000? We got 8,000 Jamaicans, 75 million uh, Cubans. Oh, yeah. Anyway, getting back to this Muslim, and I'm not going to read the whole thing. The whole article will be on our website tomorrow. 
if uh, Josh gets around to doing it. Well, I don't want to get into the part about that uh, sex. I'm not getting that. Uh, the Muslim. proven medical effects of masturbation, which, of course, include damage to the eyesight, according to the Muslims, were once listed by Abd al-Aziz bin, Zaz, bin Baz, the late Grand Mufti of Saudi Arabia. Remember the Grand Mufti? Okay. And his list is reproduced on numerous Islamic websites. According to Bin Maz, masturbation causes disruption of the digestive system, inflammation of the testicles, damage to the spine, the place from which sperm originates, and trembling and instability in some parts of the body, like the feet. In addition, there's a weakening of the cerebral glands leading to decreased intellect and even mental disorders and insanity. Furthermore, due to constant ejaculation, the sperm no more remains thick and dense as it normally occurs in males. This results in sperm which is not mighty enough to make a woman pregnant or produces children who are more prone to disease and illness. That's what George was thinking. I can tell him right now that's wrong. Other scholars argue that masturbation is basically forbidden, but may be permitted if the person is unmarried or masturbates in order to avoid a more serious sin such as adultery or if the masturbation is to release sexual tension rather than to fulfill sexual desire. In a fatwa for Islam Online, Sheikh Mustafa al-Zarqa says, I conclude that the general principles of Sharia law go against this habit because it is not the normal way of fulfilling sexual desire. It is a deviation, and that's enough to condemn it, even though this act does not fall into the category of absolute prohibition. And by the way, if your ear itches, don't scratch that either. There is generally more consensus among scholars on the question of kissing Hmm. Males and females should not kiss unless they're related by blood or marriage. <coughs> I got that. Okay. In other words, just go for the uh, good stuff. Same-sex kissing, on the other hand, is allowed as long as it's done without lust and avoids the person's mouth. Oh, my God. Can you imagine those Muslims kissing each other on the lips? Good we Hands and cheeks are well. And uh, holding hands, though, is good. You notice all the Saudis, every time they come Bandar Bush in that crowd, they're always holding uh, Bush's hand. That's right. Well, they want to sure, make sure they can keep it out of, his, out of their pocket. Hands and cheeks are the preferred place to kiss. Cheeks. Rectum. The forehead is also good because the prophet reportedly once gave a man a smacker between the eyes. I see. In this contact, the ethics of... <laughs> I wonder what eye they're talking about. In this context, the ethics of kiss of life resuscitation are considered by Islam Online. The website quotes Dr. Ahmad Mohammed Kana, Kana, whatever his name is, Canine, head of the Infectious Diseases Department of the Primary Medical Care Administration in the Eastern Region of Saudi Arabia. The kiss of life is legally permissible because it is a means of resuscitation if Allah wills. And it goes without saying it's impermissible unless absolutely necessary. So if it is certain the victim has already died, mouth-to-mouth resuscitation becomes impermissible for there's no need in such a case. Well, what's wrong with kissing a dead a stiff? While administering the kiss of life, Islam Online adds, rescuers should be careful to do it neither with lust nor with pleasure. Nor with words, do it, but grimace a lot, like, ooh, fat, yeah, ooh, icky, what icky. do they have for lunch? That's and that's, there's a lot more, and it has to do with full uh, sex, but I'm not going into that. I'm not getting deeply into that, for obvious reasons. Yeah, uh, so there you go. whole bunch of stuff. And all these crazy religionists, man, what am I telling you? So phony, and so uh, the year is 2006, 2006, and they're still hawking this insanity, this madness. This is evil, and this is forbidden, and this mm-hmm. is uh, lustful, and this is uh, sick, and this is twisted, and you're going to go p- a hair on the palms of your neck, and uh, oh, jeez. Man. You know what, other, a song that's banned, by the way, in Saudi Arabia, I Love You, A Bushel and a Peck, that's uh, outlawed. <laughs> the bushel part is okay. What year is that? Before you were born. I'm sure. Ask uh, Chicken Neck. He'll tell you. In fact, maybe Snooky Lancel will sing it for you on your hit parade next time. 
You know, this American Idol stuff, I don't know about you, but it's going to be really forked off. When, when is this going to stop already? It's not until it runs its course. I it's know. just, I mean, just demolishing everything in its wake. I mean, everybody and their brothers all the time. And Paula Abdul didn't show yeah, up last night. Yeah, yeah. You know something good for her? Who cares? Well, it's just like uh, that Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Uh, right. You know, did the, yeah, let's put it on out. 75 times right. a week. If it's a hit now, if it's on once a week is a hit, when you put it on 75, it's like WSUN. Oh, they like Neil's show. Let's play it 10 times a day. If once is good, 10 times a day will be really great. Right. When in doubt, let's burn it out. Let's not go back to that S-U-N thing. Then I'll have to read Blabo's uh, blog today, which I do every day, by the way, religiously. Study, oh, speaking of health, low, I, I mentioned this yesterday, but I never uh, really got into it. Okay, And this is, you know, there are those of you people out there that want to stay alive, and it's not easy, I understand, believe me. You talk a good game like all of us do, but then stick into it, forget about it. Very difficult. Especially when you go into a store and you're not even looking for it. You see that banana nut ice cream staring you in the face, that hogging eyes. Oh, jeez. You know what I'm saying? What he said. And then, like, when uh, John Jarrett sends you some stupid-ass milk or candy in the mail. That, really, that, you know, he can make a joke out of it all he wants. That's he wasn't. Most... He was uh, sincerely apologizing. No, he was not. I'm telling no, you, he, he was. was. Was he crying? He barely. Was he, like, all red in the face? Of course, that's, he's well, always that's red in the face. Day, right. He was right. wringing his hands. Are all Nazis all red in the face? Well, think about it. Hermann Goering, he was always red in the well, post. And his fingernails, too. And Rumsfeld? Good point. Same difference. A very, how come if people watched the Fahrenheit 9-11, we didn't have like a revolution in this country? It was on again last night, and every time it's on, I can't turn it off. Well, you know, the, the strong democratic leadership we have. Is that what it is? I mean, how is that possible that people could watch that or not be forced to watch it and, and just say, well, wait a minute, how can you, how can you be killing all these people? All this bloodshed and murder and mayhem every single day. Oh, and everybody's been reduced to a number. Americans, Brits, Iraqis, uh, anybody. Oh, uh, 17, 35 today, 150 that one day. and it's just, They're just numbers on a page somewhere. What kind of a freaking world is it when uh, nobody has any, uh, when human life means nothing? Just like those punks in Fort Lauderdale mm -hmm. with baseball bats and uh, golf clubs uh, killing, beating the crap out of and killing homeless people. Man. I, I'm telling you right now, they ought to put them on a, a new news with Angela Ray, and she can laugh her ass off while they're getting uh, their heads chopped off. What do you say? All right. Sounds fun. And let her just laugh her ass off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like oh, that. We could hey, Angela, you silly person. By the way, Angela's 73. That's what Joni Fleischman said. Joni Fleischman, my ass. Boy. See, Hank's been around the market too long. He, he, he knows all these old hangers-on like Joni Fleischman and, oh, God. You know what I'm talking about? All the old trolls. No. And Jim Sarney, old toad. Sarney, by the way, missed the Mo Howard David in the finale, I guess. Or maybe he'll have to write until Friday when he writes about it. God forbid he should write a second column. They'd probably have to pay him for it. And Jicka, God forbid he should write about local radio because he's off in California getting wined and died and roasted and toasted. He boasted. Lightly. Yeah. What a jerk. Well, I, that, see, and, and what I'm thinking about, see, the new deal with our new general manager, Joe Bell, and I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm only assuming this, but you can feel the vibrations of it, and that's because a lot of people are scared. They're scared. They're nervous. It's as opposed to just having a whole bunch of people show up every day. And I'm not talking about everybody. We have some folks who work hard, try to do their job. But there are a whole bunch of other people who have been like charity cases, just floating their way through life, waiting for a twice a month to get a paycheck. And as opposed to that Greg Reed mentality of everybody just like faking their way through, actually now there's an attempt to try to like do something a little bit better, like actually do a job. I know that's a frightening concept. Be afraid. And we sure as hell don't want to overdo it here, but... Some of you lunkheads back there in sales, your excuses ain't going to be cutting it no more. You know what I'm saying? No more. That's right. No more. 
How could you miss that, Jim Sarney, you idiot, you silly old goofball? That's what he is, a goofball. You know the definition of a goofball? It's one of those things, you can't define it, but you know one when you see one. I see. It's like that pornography thing with Warren Berger. I don't know how to define a goofball, but boy, when I say, like last night on Wheel of Fortune, there was a kid, uh, let's see, these were college students they had on last night. There was a kid from uh, Iowa State, and he was a goofball. He didn't look too bad, and he didn't they wound up getting nine grand, although he lost to the uh, dark-complected Oklahoma chick, who got the, uh, she got the, uh, one of the, uh, you know, the, at the end of the thing. Okay. Whatever that you want. She won 25 grand at the end of the show. But uh, he was a goofball. I can't tell you exactly what that means, but if you see a goofball, you'll know. Oh, yeah. I see them every day. They have some, se- some goofball seminars pretty soon. 12.56, my God, is it almost 1 o'clock already? I think I'm taking the one or two hour off. Don't do it. Taking a nap, slacker. Well, if Mad Dog can do like uh, 4 to 7, which hey. is usually 4 to 6.30, and he's making big bucks and he works about seven days a year, 2 to 6, baby, 2 to 6 starts tomorrow. If I'm Joe Bell, I go in there this afternoon, I tell the Mad Dog, listen, see you at 2 tomorrow. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, work, we'll negotiate the uh, terms of the deal, uh, you know, whatever you want. Right? You have to suck. That's right. It sure, I mean, you know, with all due respect, and then Curtis can do like six till eight or whatever, and of course there's a lot of ball games in there, but, uh, you know, he can't get a good scam going with that. We think that's a good idea, right? I think it's a great idea. Mad Dog, that's I what we need. I juiced up right now. Good. And Mad Dog in the juice. Well, they got their juice over there on the other station across the street. We can get our juice and the toast. Uh, hey, Dry Concepts is the best in the world when it comes to making your carpets look just like brand new, no matter how hopeless they might look to you. I've used them over 20 years in my homes, and believe me, they do a fantastic, unmatchable job every time. During this month, during January, Dry Concepts encourages everybody to take advantage of their outstanding maintenance contract. Dry Concepts maintenance contract offers you savings and real peace of mind. Enjoy the benefits of their planned carpet dry cleaning service. Not only will you save 50% off their regular already low prices, but you'll enjoy the added benefit of knowing that Dry Concepts will be there anytime you need them. Dry Concepts is dedicated to the clean carpet approach instead of the common clean, dirty carpet approach. Don't be fooled by those scamsters, those 1995 specials that leave your carpet soaked for days on end without really treating the problems, just making a mess. You made a big investment in those carpeting, your upholstery, and drapery, so let Dry Concepts protect that investment. Their professional staff is fully certified, and their service and standards is unmatched. They really know their crap. So take the worry out of having your home sanitized all year long with Dry Concepts Maintenance Program. Call them today, and Dave Brown in the Palm Beaches, tell them that old Neil told you to call. It's 1-800-248-5071. That's 1-800-248-5071. Or on the Wicked Web, just go to dryconcepts.com. This is Neil Rogers. You're fair. This is 562 AM. No, this is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. Better have the good to think. Take any place, you ruined a thousand retirement. And it is time to pay for all your crimes. And pretty soon you will be serving hard times. Taking it late, 
at 560. I'll tell you one thing. This administration, not only a bunch of crooks and liars and butchers and murderers and all of these things, but they also hang around with the slimiest, sleaziest crowd. Just like Kerry said, oh, these people are the worst. But then, of course, he denied saying it. Remember that? They cut him off, Mike. I denied it. This is the worst crowd. Oh, come on, John. You waffler, you uh, quizzling you. (laughs) Sad. And I see him. He was on there hocking from Israel yesterday. Did you see that? No. He was going bada-beep, bada-boop like that. I always did like the Munsters, though. A very low-calorie diet can help the heart age more slowly, according to researchers who released what they call the first-ever human study on the subject. We've heard this before. And then, of course, there's some people who take it to a, you know, to a, the ultimate degree, like eating watercress every day and like a little bit of water, Ooh. and that's about it. Yeah. The findings confirmed earlier studies on mice and rats that demonstrate the cardiac benefits of a restricted-calorie diet. Please pass on the Baba Ganoush. The study looked at the heart function of 25 members of the Caloric Restriction Society. I bet you never even knew there was a Caloric Restriction I Society. Do now. Wow. Ages 41 to 64, who consume, four, oh, I'm still barely under the radar on that, who consume 1,400 to 2,000 officially balanced calories per day. They were compared to 25 people who eat a typical Western diet, consuming two to 3,000 daily calories on average. The result? Those limiting caloric intake had heart functions of much younger people, typically about 15 years younger than their age. Ultrasound exams showed group members had hearts that appeared more elastic than most people their age, not spastic, but elastic. Their hearts were also able to relax between beats in a way similar to hearts in younger people. You relax between beats. This is the first study to demonstrate that long-term calorie restriction with optimal nutrition has cardiac-specific effects that delay or reverse age-associated declines in heart function, said Luigi Fontana, lead author and assistant professor of medicine at Washington University in San Luis. Luigi Fontana. I wonder if he's kin to Wayne Fontaine and the Mindbenders, and a groovy kind of love. The study will be published next Tuesday in the Journal of the American College of Cardiology. Fontana said, no, I guess it was published yesterday. This article is from, uh, when is it? Whatever it was, a couple days ago. Fontana said, simply consuming less food is not the answer. Members of the study group eat, eat food resembling a traditional Mediterranean diet, focusing on vegetables, olive oil, beans, whole grains, fish, and fruta. Got it? Got it. Holy we like vegetables? No. Olive oil, okay, but not like out of the bottle. Beans, feh, whole grains, all carbs, bad. Fish, fui, and the fruit, fruta, all carbs. Unless maybe like strawberries. Call up uh, uh, Humphrey Bogart, see if we can get some of them strawberries. See, I counted the strawberries before I went to bed, Shane. <laughs> that was such a good movie. I guess Josh never saw Cain Mutiny, right? I have not, no. Well, well he would like that, wouldn't he? Don't you think he'd enjoy that? I think he would. Old Yellowstein? Black and White and Humphrey Bogart and all that. Oh, no. 
No? It's all right. It's safe. No, no. I, I don't see what you... Not like Casablanca. It's not that kind of movie. It's a war movie. I, I understand. I told George this. I, yeah, we I haven't talked about that. It really needs to be extraordinary if it's a black and white film. Because it I is. Think. It is. Okay. Would I recommend a black and white film if it were not extraordinary? No. What? What are you talking about? Huh? What black and white movie that I would recommend for in the first place beside that one? Um, I don't oh, know. It wasn't black and Network white. Network was not in black and white. I know. Okay. I just said recommend. I think Psycho was black and white. Right. Wasn't it? Yeah. I thought Psycho. Yeah. It didn't have to be, but it was. But it was. Now, let me ask you this question. Was Psycho a bad movie? No. It was great, wasn't it? I like to a, use, I like another your... black and white movie. I like The Hustler. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah Paul Newman. Uh, that's, that's it. Jackie I'm done. Gleason. Fat Jackie Gleason. He, he never right. saw The Day the Earth Stood Still, though. I'm still working on that for him. Get oh, that's, that's that. a good movie. You, you like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm done. I don't yeah, want to you can say it. that again. Black and white movies yeah. have a taint about them. Anyway, this, uh, members of this study group avoid refined and processed foods, soft drinks, desserts, white bread, other sources of empty calories. For the general public, the researchers recommend a moderate reduction in calories combined with a moderate regular exercise. The exercise part is not going to happen. My exercise is walking, okay? And on a day like yesterday, when it was raining all day, I didn't do a whole lot. Right, you know something? Even with like a dripping and freezing rain part of the day yesterday, I still walked over to get my uh, suit to the supermarket. I walked around, went to the uh, bank, made a deposit. I went to the uh, toilet, made a deposit. Wow. I, I did more walking yesterday on a day of not much walking because of the uh, marginal weather than I would do there in a year. How do right. people stay alive in Florida? I mean, they, that's they why don't. Ann Bancroft said that's where we go to die. That's it. Research on mice and rats indicate that lifespan can be stretched by about 30%. About 30, man. With stringent and consistent caloric restriction. That research also suggests that restricting calories cannot prevent cancer. How do you like that? Can be stretched by about 30%. About 30, man. With stringent, consistent caloric restriction. Heart attacks and stroke. So don't be sending anybody any candy bar, okay, because those are loaded with empty calories with pure sugar. And especially when they taste like crap, like a Milka bar. Man. Even the Nazis wouldn't touch that with a uh, with a stick. Heart attacks and strokes cause about 40% of deaths in Western countries, researchers said. Cancer causes another about 30, man. 30%. Fontana said those deaths are attributable to secondary aging from high cholesterol, for that guy that called before about Zocor, diabetes, high blood pressure, and other often preventable conditions. While it's long been known that a healthy diet and exercise can reduce risk, the study suggests that caloric restriction combined with optimal nutrition can do even more can do even more. You ready to reach for the uh, yogurt now? With nothing in it, of course. No sugar. Fontana said most participants in the study had immediate relatives who suffered heart attacks or strokes, so it was unlikely their genetic makeup was a contributing factor to their unusually healthy hearts. We don't know how long each individual will end up living, but they certainly have a longer life expectancy than average because they're most likely not going to die from a heart attack, stroke, or diabetes, said Professor John Holsey, who worked on the study. And if, in fact, their hearts are aging more slowly, it's conceivable they'll live for a very, very long time. Joni Fleischman can put it in the Herald. Macy Pippick over there, who's on an 800-calorie-a-day diet, just turned 172. And I'm sure she will put that in there just to be a bitch. Joni Fleischman, my ass. Five six seven oh five sixty. Some of the old hacks in that town. My God, it's just embarrassing to me. No wonder I got out. Are we going to make uh, eight hundred votes on the poll today? If you push. Yeah, we we didn't push yesterday. We could easily made the thousand today. Uh, well, you want to know why? Why? Because most of the people don't fall in these categories. They're not going to waste their time voting none of the above. You know, that's just uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's just not for them. So I think that if we get over eight hundred here, that's a feather in your cra- cap. Hey, Chicken Neck say? says that the, the Cane Mutiny was in Technicolor. Who says? Chicken Neck. It was in color? 
That's what I said. I said it was? I don't recall. Yeah, yeah, that was something it was. Because Robert Francis was in it. And he had nice rosy cheeks. Wreck him. And then he died. Jeez, how come all the really hot-looking guys die? <laughs> Everybody does. Well, but I'm saying Robert Francis, my God, he was even better looking than Arlene Francis. And Francis for a cop-out. And then who was the other one from uh, from uh, All Fall Down? Brandon DeWilda. Oh, there you go. That was my hero. And now my new hero. I probably shouldn't say it because then uh, what's-his-name is going to die, too. See how soon they forget? You'll give him? No, uh, Hirsch, Emil Hirsch. Oh, okay. Sonny Hirsch. You know who Emil? Now, did you? Were you panning that movie, the um, the Mugwump Boy, whatever the it is? Boy? No, I, I told you I bailed out in the middle of it when it started to get a little bit gay. Uh, you know, so I. Oh, it got it. a little bit gay. Well, when the guy's wearing a dress and the other guy's chasing him around. Oh, the, that uh, was the movie. He was wearing the dress, yeah, right? That, that, was, that was a good movie, though. That was it. Was a good movie. At this point, uh, and then Daddy got all bent out of shape, and then of course, in the end, well. I, I hope that everything came out all right for the Muslim boy. <laughs> uh, well, as the Muslims would say, them. right? Boy, did I did I go down? I'm not going to do it right now. Down with it. Tell with that stupid ass pool. Paul Craig Roberts writes. Now, who the hell is that? Paul Craig Roberts is a former associate editor of the Wall Street Journal and a former assistant secretary of the U.S. Treasury. He's co-author of The Tyranny of Good Intentions. I think I'm going to do the break first. Okay. This isn't like real long, but it's uh, very, uh, it's pretty wild. Bush has crossed the Rubicon about dictators of various stripes and shapes and sizes. All of these. All of these things. It's 11 after 1. Don't forget the legendary Curtis Stevenson in to do the Mo show. Because there ain't no Mo. No Mo Mo. We're going to have to get used to that. Although, I think that we got so much of this Mo stuff now, the ambiance, it feels like he never left, you know? That's it's kind right. of like Mo without the aggravation. Mo without the hostility, you know what I'm saying? That's a good perk. Yeah. And, of course, uh, Mo without the pizza crust, too. Hey, Happy New Year from the fine folks at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. 2005 was a sensational year, and thousands of new customers took advantage of the Neal deal and bought their new Ford at Armstrong Ford, the smart crowd. Why do people shop there? It's easy because Armstrong Ford guarantees you a great unbeatable price, fantastic service after the sale, and the personal touch that comes from dealing with a local family-owned uh, dealership. Pick up the phone right now. Call General Manager David Rich at 305-247-5112. And don't forget, when you buy a new Ford from Armstrong Ford or Homestead, you'll get that amazing, that exclusive Tires and Batteries for Life program. That's right. You get free tires and batteries for the life of your car at Armstrong Ford, which could save you right there extra thousands of bucks. David Rich and his staff guarantee you won't find a better price any place. And with Armstrong Ford locally owned and operated, you know they're going to treat you great because they want to see you again and again. No bait and switch. No phony sales to start the new year off with a great new Ford from our good friend David Rich and his staff at Armstrong Ford Homestead. You'll find them at 30725 South Dixie Highway, 20 easy minutes south of the 836. We'll point you in the right direction. Check them on the web, armstrongcars.com, and then drive a few miles extra to save yourself a ton of cash, thousands, at Armstrong Ford of Homestead. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. They're also at risk for other grown-up ailments. That's why your young one needs Bayer Children's Arthritis Formula. Oh, and my hip hurts so much I could plop. Bayer Children's Arthritis Formula goes to work fast to relieve the pain that comes with young age. But now I can crank up the control and dance the jitterbug. Huzzah! Bayer Children's Arthritis Formula delivers relief to where kids need it most. Arthritis made my hands so stiff I could barely sit on the Davenport and play my new fangled video game. But 
Thanks to Baird Children's Arthritis Formula, I can play Super Mario Strikers until the cows come home, Sonny. Baird Children's Arthritis Formula. It'll make your kid feel like a kid again. It's a real gully lumper. From the makers of Teen Depends. It'll make you want to plot. <laughs> One sixteen. If I'm, what, what's with all the good bits the last two weeks from uh, these people? Uh, from both of them, I don't understand the what's going on. Must be yeah, maybe it's for the new year. I guess by the middle of March it'll run out. Don't forget tomorrow's ratings day. How do you like that? Oh my oh, God! Boy. I, you hit me with a whammy on that. Well, they hit me with it. This is not good. Nish good. Of course, we don't know what else going to be. The, the the rough part of it is, and this is an excuse already. Always got to make your excuses up front. And that is that November was the um, it was the Wilma month. I don't understand why they didn't just Schmidt can that month and just toss it out. How many, how many diaries could they have gotten back from the whole market in November? About 30, man. And people were, like, trying to uh, swim back to their house and put their lives back together and get the tree off the roof and all of these things. Well, if they huh? don't put a diary out, they can't charge you, right? Or ratings? Well, no, but they just could have eliminated that one month. They don't charge you by the trend. They charge you to subscribe for the books. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. So let's just subtract November. Unless, of course, November was better than December. Then we'll uh, subtract December. We'll like say, a oh, look at that. We're great. Anyway, Paul Craig Roberts says Bush has crossed the Rubicon on his uh, this website, antiwar.com. Dictatorships seldom appear full-fledged but emerge piecemeal. When Julius Caesar crossed the Rubicon with one Roman legion, he broke the tradition that protected the civilian government from victorious generals and lost the transformation of the Roman Republic into the Roman Empire, the Roman Empire. Fearing that Caesar would become a king, the Senate assassinated him. From the civil wars that followed, Caesar's grandnephew Octavian emerged as the first Roman emperor, Caesar Augustus. Two thousand years later in Germany, Adolf Hitler's rise to dictator from his appointment as chancellor was rapid. Hitler used the Reichstag fire to create an atmosphere of crisis. Both the judicial and legislative branches of government collapsed, and Hitler's decrees became law. Ah. The decree for the protection of the people and state, Deliver, suspended guarantees of personal liberty and permitted arrest and incarceration without trial. The Enabling Act transferred le legislative power to Hitler, permitting him to decree laws, laws moreover that may deviate from the Constitution. Speaking of deviates. The dictatorship of the Roman emperors was not based on ideology. The Nazis had an ideology of sorts, but Hitler's dictatorship was largely personal and agenda-based. He had an agenda. Oh, it sounds like John Jarrus is in the room. The dictatorship that emerged from the Bolshevik Resolution was based in ideology. Lenin declared that the Communist Party's dictatorship over the Russian people rests directly on force, not limited by anything, not restricted by any laws, nor any absolute rules. Stalin's dictatorship over the Communist Party was based on coercion alone, unrestrained by any limitations or inhibitions. In this first decade of the 21st century, the United States regards itself as a land of democracy and civil liberty, but in fact is an incipient di dictatorship. Ideology plays only a limited role in the emerging dictatorship. The demise of American democracy is largely the result of historical developments. Lincoln was the first American tyrant. Lincoln justified his tyranny in the name of preserving the Union. His extra-legal, extra-constitutional methods were tolerated in order to suppress northern opposition to Lincoln's war against the southern secession. The first major lasting assault on the U.S. Constitution separation of powers, which is the basis for our political system, came with the response of the Roosevelt administration to the crisis of the Great Depression. The New Deal resulted in Congress delegating its legislative powers to the executive branch. Today, when Congress passes a statute, it's little more than an authorization for the executive agency to make law by writing the regulations that implement it. Prior to the New Deal, legislation was tightly written to minimize any executive branch interpretation. Only in this way can law be accountable to the people. If the executive branch that enforces the law also writes the law, all legislative powers are no longer vested in elected representatives in Congress. The Constitution is violated and the separation of powers is breached. The principle that power delegated to Congress by the people cannot be delegated to Congress by the executive branch is the mainstay of our political system. Until President Roosevelt overturned this principle by threatening to pack the Supreme Court, the executive branch had no role in interpreting the law. 
As Justice John Marshall Harlan wrote, that Congress cannot delegate legislative power to the President is a principle universally recognized as vital to the integrity and maintenance of the system of government ordained by the Constitution. Oh, what's that? It's a piece of paper, you know. Despite seven decades of an imperial presidency that's risen from the New Deal's breach of the separation of powers, Republican attorneys who constitute the membership of the quarter-century-old Federalist Society, the candidate group for Republican nominees to federal judgeships, write tracts about the imperial Congress and the imperial judiciary that are briefed for concentrating more power in the executive. Federalist Society members pretend that Congress and the judiciary have stolen all the power and run away with it. The Republican interest in strengthening executive power has its origin in agenda frustration from the constraints placed on Republican administrations by Democratic Congresses. The thrust to enlarge the president's power predates the Bush administration, but is being furthered to a dangerous extent during, uh, extent during Bush's second term. The confirmation of Bush's nominee, Samuel Alito, a member of the Federalist Society to the Supreme Court, will provide five votes in favor of enlarged presidential powers. President Bush has used signing statements hundreds of times to vitiate the meaning of statutes passed by Congress. In effect, Bush is vetoing the bills he signs into law by asserting unilateral authority as commander-in-chief to bypass or set aside the laws he signs. For example, Bush has asserted that he's got the power to ignore the McCain Amendment against torture, to ignore the law that requires a warrant to spy on Americans, to ignore the prohibition against indefinite detention without charges or trial, and to ignore the Geneva Conventions to which the U.S. is a signatory. In effect, Bush is asserting the powers that accrued to Hitler in 1933. His Federalist Society apologists and the Department of Justice appointees claim that President Bush has the same power to interpret the Constitution as the Supreme Court, and the Lido Court is likely to agree with this false claim. Bush Justice Department official and Berkeley law professor John Yu argues that no law can restrict the president in his role as commander-in-chief. Thus, once the president is at war, even a vague open-ended war on terror, Bush's Justice Department says the president is free to undertake any action in pursuit of war, including the torture of children and the indefinite detention of American citizens. The commander-in-chief rule is probably sufficiently elastic to expand to any crisis, whether real or fabricated. Thus has the U.S. arrived at the verge of dictatorship. This development has little to do with Bush, who is unlikely to be aware that the Constitution is experiencing its final rending on his watch. America's descended dictatorship is the result of historical developments and old political battles dating back to Nixon being driven from office by a Democratic Congress. There is today no constitutional party. Both political parties, most constitutional lawyers, and the bar associations are willing to set aside the Constitution whenever it interferes with their agendas. Their agenda. Americans have forgotten the prerequisites for freedom, and those pursuing power have forgotten what it means when it falls into other hands. Americans are very close to losing their constitutional system and civil liberties. It is paradoxical that American democracy is the likely casualty of a war on terror that's being justified in the name of the expansion of democracy. How do you like that? Absolutely well, correct, sir. Yeah. Got his thumb right on it, baby. Now, oh, what's the Constitution? It's just a piece of paper anyway. We're in his war, man. It's a wartime president. He's always thinking about war. I got war in my mind. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of uh, demonic lunatics, Iran bars CNN over translation remarks. I'm not talking about Iran. I'm talking about CNN. Oh. You go, Iran. About the first good thing they've done. And let me say it again. If the Israelis and the Arabs, if they want to kill each other, wipe each other off the globe, fine. Just leave the rest of us out of it, please. Please. Have a good time. Kill each other lightly, but uh, just leave us out of or it. Or darkly for all we can. Whatever you like. With great venom. You know, venom. Iran barred CNN. Now, you know something? If the USA would just do that, and all the uh, Western world, we've been CNN, we'd be way ahead of them. There's that bitch, Kira Phillips, on there again. But as many... Oh, boy. She really uh, needs... She needs to have both legs broken. Let's get those kids from Fort Lauderdale to work on her ass. Man, she is just evil. 
although not nearly in the category of Wolf Blitzkrieg. And you want to know why? Because she's just a bubblehead. But there actually are like 40 or 50 people that take Wolf Blitzkrieg seriously. Like he really belongs on the air with his pedantic West Virginia. And, oh, jeez. Just a goose stepper. Just a Nazi. Can you imagine? His hip boots must come up to the top of his rectum. To the top of each cheek. You Very know? hippie. At least he's uh, well, All the way to the hip. That's why they call them hip boots, man. They're really hip. They're hipsters. Uh, what? They're hipsters, daddy-o. I see. Iran banned... Oh, we lost the hipster. <laughs> Iran banned CNN from working in the country due to its mistranslation of comments made by President... Uh, I have no idea how you say his name. At a recent news conference. I love the way they're throwing his name around. show how they can pronounce it. President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad, whatever his name is. Crazy bastard. The indefinite ban announced Monday on the state-run television highlighted the continuing tension between Iran and the West over Tehran's nuclear program, or is that nuclear... In remarks Saturday, the President Bimler has defended Iran's right to continue nuclear research. State media have complained since the news conference that CNN translated his words as nuclear weapons instead of nuclear technology or nuclear energy. Due to mistranslation of the words of the President Mahmoud Yemler during his press conference, activities of the American CNN in Tehran are banned until further notice, said a culture and Islamic guidance ministry statement read on state-run TV. CNN acknowledged the mistake, by the way, in its, UN broadcast, its U.S. broadcast. How do you like that? It's All a right. sad day when these maniacs at CNN are uh, out-truthed by an Iranian lunatic, by a maniac. CNN correspondent Christian Amanpour has been reporting from Iran for the last week. They said she was scheduled to leave yesterday before the ban was announced. A CNN spokesman didn't immediately return a call to the network's Atlanta headquarters seeking comment from the unctuous Lou Dobbs with his big fat face screaming about illegal aliens and all these terrible things and, of course, licking Bush's tushy. Boy. Just unbelievable. I believe it. Does anybody have any idea what I'm talking about? No. Good. That's the way I like it. Keep it that way. Keep them guessing, man. That's what Joe Bell told me when our phone conversation. He said, keep him guessing. I said, what are you talking about? I said, I don't know. Now, he's a good guy. We love Joe Bell. And we also, uh, well, then there's Maddie Bell. See, isn't that the yin and the yang? That's what the Chinese call it. Well, the yang, anyway. There's the good bell, and then there's uh, the bell from hell. 26 past 1 at 560 WQM. Hey, there's shoe stores from hell, too. Don't go there and get those off-brand shoes. That'll really be bad for your feet and your whole body and get you all out of whack. Get yourself to Brandy Shoes for the most comfortable fit at the right price in your favorite style of shoes. Brandy's carries all the top names, which I've been telling you for about 100 years now. That's what Joni Fleischman said. Neil Rogers just turned 127. Happy birthday, Neil. Thank you, Joni, you old bitch. Brandy's carries Rockport, Florsheim, Echo, Mephisto, SAS, New Balance, all the top names in the shoe business. Just ask for Arnie when you go to Brandy's. He'll make sure you get the perfect fit at the right price every time. Brandy's even specialize in wide widths as well for you people out there with big fat ones. Brandy's is worth the trip from just about anywhere in South Florida because it's an unbeatable combination. Comfort, style, fit, value, win selection, what's not to like? Brandy Shoes, they're at 1290 North Federal Highway in Pompano Beach, open daily Monday through Saturday till 9, every Sunday till 5. And it's another special value, like every week this week at Brandy's. This week, take 20% off all men's floor shine shoes. Let me say it again. 20% off all current men's styles of those famous floor shine shoes only this week and only at Brandy's Shoes in Pompano Beach. This is Neil Rogers. This is 562 AM. You know it's 
get it on. Hey, it's Howard. Howard David. Welcome back to the Mo Howard David Show, where we're chock full of zany, but good, clean family fun. I'm here, and you're there. <laughs> That's a tight up phrase, huh? You know that pipe smoking thing's rape is funny? Is that funny, huh? What? 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 Since when is gang rape funny? What do you require of me? I require you drop your pants. Oh, now, see here. Right now. Drop it off. Okay, drop it off. Down the... hey, you like it? Hey, get your hands up. Get out of there. Get up and submit. That's my dog. Don't touch my delicates. I'm tender. Why does everybody want to rape me? Why? Because we think it's funny. That's why. Don't put it there. Get your ass out of that sink. I gotta wash these eight spots off my hand. What are you, some kind of fairy? What do you know about being queer, you moron? I've been right enough to know the difference. We're supposed to be talking about sports here. This is sports radio over here. We love men. From this point on, I demand. To get paid by the door. Yeah. Now we're going to make something out of this crepe paper, you understand? Yeah. Then maybe later I'll pull the link sausages out of my pants, okay? <laughs> it's a joke, you moron. Oh, oh no. There's motions in my pants. Hello, Warden. How can I help you? Well, you see, Warden, yes. I keep getting raped. I'll look into it right away. Thanks, Warden. It's about time, somebody. But now drop your pad. Huh? I said drop your pad. That isn't a Mo candle. Get you something to do while you're watching golf. Like uh, pouring the uh, hot liquid in your eye. Uh, like this. Ah, now look what you made me do. God, keep your pants on. Now, then why? You want to work my show? You'll do as you're told. Now, get over here. Yeah, that's right. Now, come here. Now, get over there. Come here. Now, come here. Not there. Over here. Stole the pizza? No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? Now, see here. I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza. I did not steal a pizza. You only had one slice. Put your head closer to glass doors. See if anybody's inside. Okay. No. Closer. Closer? A little closer. Like it. Like that. Oh, Oh, you're a tough guy, huh? Why, I ought to... Now, see here. All right, all right, you supplicants, step aside. I'm the new Pope, see? I stand before you now. Let me bless you, my son. Under the door, under the boy, under the boy. Well, perhaps you'll garner much under my tutelage. I don't like the look of that tutelage. I don't want your tutelage over me. They'll never find me in Of course it's more important that I outlive you. Why, I'll have you know. I go home now. Who wants yours? Watch out for Mr. Whipple. Forget about it. That's what I say. And kiss my ass. 135. Look at that uh, number on uh, employee of another radio station who are listening, kind of like closet listeners. It says... Stop dirty, man. How do you like that? Wow. Anyway, somebody, uh, you're not impressed. Help me a mid-yawn. I'm sorry. Somebody faxed us the uh, information about the uh, do not call registry. Right. 
That was just, uh, it doesn't uh, tell me anything. Yeah, really. it's just another fax that came through, so take it for uh, face value. The National Do Not Call Registry gives you a choice about whether to receive telemarketing calls at home. Most telemarketers should remember, but this, this is the uh, old one. This isn't about your cell phone, is it? Or, or does it make so. a difference? It doesn't look any newer. Yeah, this looks ancient. In fact, Joni Fleischman said this fax is about uh, 24 years old. Well, she's the age specialist now. She knows about everybody's age. Oh, this one is... See, that's to reflect the fact that she's an old bag who's been at the Herald for like 70 years. Happy 90th birthday to Joni Fleischman at the Herald, you old bag. Oh, I, I've been meaning to uh, get this out of my pile. Isn't this good that I can finally... Uh-oh. What? New Jersey strippers protest indoor smoking ban. They're smoking it. With curious office workers gawking and strip bar standards playing in the background, several hundred people joined a handful of exotic dancers in front of the State House on Thursday in Trenton. Oh, you could smell it. To rally against New Jersey's new indoor smoking ban. About 20 of the women, who, to the disappointment of some in the crowd, didn't reveal anything more risque than their midriffs, said the ban will result in lost clients and lost money. It's going to murder our business, said Dominique Hernandez, 24, who dances at a lounge in Florence. New Jersey, not Italy. A lot of people want to get off from work, have a drink, and smoke, and watch some pretty girls. There's nothing wrong with that. Not at all. Apparently not, judging by the looks Hernandez in tight jeans and a revealing black T-shirt received from the onlookers, the gawkers. I'm just passing by the way to the orifice was the refrain from many men and some women in the crowd. Right. You fairy. But many said they came to protest the smoking ban, saying it was a violation of their rights. What rights? Didn't you hear that story I just got through reading, man? It's a fascist state, man. Yeah. It's a dictatorship. Even the vice president's name is Dick. But many said they came to protest the smoking ban. I've been a smoker since I was 13. It was really against our rights at Alan Brophy, 24 of Union. I wonder if he's related to uh, Mike Brophy from the Hockey News. Pretty soon they're going to be outlawing in our houses. Brophy did admit that words of strippers at the rally had piqued his interest. The fact that there were strippers there. Otherwise, uh, he probably wouldn't have made it there. The rally trumpeted by two radio shock jocks. Oh, don't you love that term? Featured signs that read, Defy anti-smoking Nazis and tobacco control is out of control. In the background, a loudspeaker blared typical strip bar tunes such as, You can leave your hat on and girls, girls, girls. We're standing up for the average Jersey citizen who on their own would never be heard, said Craig Carton, one of the radio hosts on New Jersey 101.5. Craig Carton, he's smoking it by the pack. The ban which affects bars and restaurants but not gambling areas of casinos is to be signed into law this Sunday by Governor Richard J. Cody. As a matter of fact, this is from the, uh, this past Sunday, too late. The strippers and their supporters said they opposed the ban, which is designed to protect employees and customers from secondhand smoke because it'll hurt business. Alan Blum, you know something? Hmm? Now, in a, in a place like that, I think it's ridiculous. But like in a casino, the one knock I'll give you on Niagara Falls is supposed to like Woodbine. You can't smoke at Woodbine. They have like you go smoking areas, but not in the okay. casino itself. All right. And I, that's about the only good thing I can say about the ambiance. But Niagara Falls, as beautiful as it is, and beautiful people, and we're just palatial kind of a place. They let smoking go on in there. And after you've been away from people blowing smoke in your face for a long time, then all of a sudden they're starting to, oh, man. Even if you've got a good machine, you want to get up and run, man, because it Does just, it. Uh, and, and of course, they can't just exhale. They've got to, like, blow the smoke right in your face. What? Or they've got to stick it in the ashtray just at the right angle to make sure it all wafts up right in, like right in your puss, you know? All smoke follows beauty, you know. Yeah. Right. That's what they tell you. I see. Well, in that case, my life ought to be smoke-free. Oh, and guess what? Well, I'll get to that in a minute. So I guess we gave away the um, all of them, huh? Yes. Yesterday and today? Yes, we did. Big conscious about that. George is going with ponytail. 
They're going to smoke a big fat one in the Yorker magazine. going to roll it up. about that. It's 146.14 till 2. Number Don't forget Mad Dog, 2 to 6 tomorrow. We just made that up, but we're hoping. And then Curtis 6 to 8. Wouldn't okay. that be great? Don't Sounds great. good to me because we have a Panther game, but it's Panthers at Phoenix tomorrow, so that game doesn't start till like 9 o'clock. So like I said, uh, Curtis, uh, 6 to 8.30. Doesn't that sound fantastic? Wunderbar. Although Jesse Agar might have something to say about that. He might be upset. Who? Whoever he is. I, I don't know. Some uh, friend of Curtis, uh, Josh's. What are you talking this, about? This Josh? Yeah. I said Jesse he's a good Edgar, guy. And he's, he's good on the air. Right. I'm not knocking him. He can, like, uh, do the weekends. He can do where Curtis was doing before. In fact, he can do all the slots when Lenny Martez was penciled in. Wait till Joe Bell hears Lenny Martez. That might change the schedule a little bit. Anyway, 838. That's what I'm saying. 838. For me, listening to the Neil Rogers show is a guilty pleasure because I'm, well, let's see, none of the above, 66.5%, 557. None of these. Cranky old fart, 50. Hawkish Republican, 33, employed by another radio station. About 30, man. Wow. And that number will, like, triple tomorrow when we have the uh, book come out, 1130. Oh, Gunhugger, yeah. 29. Well, guess what? There's one for you. Catholic, 28. Right-wing Christian, 20. Fag hater, 18. Redneck, 18. Well, what's the difference? Nazi sympathizer, 14. Klansman, 13. You notice how those last several, like, all, right. most of them, they look. all blend in. Old Green Tooth Cuban, 10. 
Jamaican, nine-man, and Orthodox Jew. Solamente nueve, only nine. 838. Well, we could have, you know, we could have made 900 if uh, Joshua would have really pushed it, but he didn't. Well, no, they, they don't uh, like this poll because uh, most of them are left out of it. I mean, the, none of the above is like, and you never put on there, I hate this poll. Oh. That's what, that's what did it. I suck. What is wrong with you, man? What is wrong? Oh, speaking of that, you know how the Chinese reproduce like rabbits? Yes, they do. Uh, well, that's only, that's only a part of the story. If the experts are right, sometime this month, perhaps somewhere in the suburban south or west, a couple, most likely white Anglo-Saxon Protestants or Hispanic, will conceive a baby who, when born in October, will become the 300 millionth American. Isn't that great? All right. Reproducing like cockroaches. As of Friday, the Census Bureau officially pegged the resident population of the USA uh. at closing in on 297,000, uh, 297,900,000. The Bureau estimates that a baby is being born every 8 seconds, someone dies every 12 seconds, and the nation gains an immigrant every 31 seconds on average, mostly illegal, of course. The population is growing by one person every 14 seconds. So that's like four a minute. Wow. We better head to Canada. Yeah. At that rate, the total is expected to top 300 million late this year. But with those projections adjusted monthly and the number of births typically peaking during the summer, the benchmark is likely to be reached about nine months from now. You end up with the number in October, said Katrina Wenger, the demographer and keeper of the Census Bureau's official population clock, getting about as specific as possible this far in advance in the field to uh, subject uh, the field subject to chronic fudging and revising. In other words, they make up numbers. The clock is itself a contrivance, of course, but no more so than other pretexts for wintertime sexual encounter. Rest assured that hospital publicists, canny obstetricians and entrepreneurial chambers of commerce, baby food manufacturers, public officials, and countless others pursuing some political, or uh, social, or personal agenda abetted by the media already are guesstimating the growth rate to anoint any number of unsuspecting newborns as the mythical American who pushed the nation's population to 300 million. They're pushing it. And that generally is what causes it. They're pushing it. In 1967, when the population reached 200 million, Life magazine dispatched 23 photographers to locate the baby and devoted a five-page spread to its search. Instead of deciding on a statistically valid symbol of the average American newborn, the magazine chose the one born at precisely the appointed time. Life immortalized Robert Ken Wu, Jr. of Atlanta. See, that was the Chinese factor. Okay. Whose parents a computer program, Kramer, uh, uh, and a chemical engineer had immigrated seven years earlier from China. Mr. Wu graduated magna cum laude from Harvard, thank God, and is a litigator. Now 38, he still lives in Atlanta with his wife, Angie, who is also a lawyer, and their three daughters. He did feel an obligation to do well, Mrs. Ms. Ms. Wu said, but I think he would have done well regardless. Yeah, it would have been really bad if the 200 millionth American would have been like a deadbeat, like a, some yeah. kind of an ass murderer or something like that, what an assassin. Huh? That would have been bad. Uh-huh. WQAM, hello. Uncle Neil, how are you? Yes, sir. Okay. All right. You're a well-traveled young man. Have you ever been to Ireland before? No, no thanks, Letty. No? No interest? No. Okay. Pasty Irish people, man. Those pasty Irish. I can see a lot of them in Boston, like Tip O'Neill. Yeah, I hear you. Listen, Why, have you I been have... there? Are you going there? What's the story? Uh, no, I was, I was curious to go there. It looks like a beautiful country. I'd like to try it out. Don't do it. Okay, then I won't do it. Cancel. Okay. I'm canceling all the flight reservations. Cancel it right now. Um, listen, I have a question for you. Go to Germany uh, instead. Germany? Germany, trust me. Berlin and uh, all that Berlin, Cologne, that's it. All right. Can you get Cologne at Cologne? <laughs> I don't know. The French can't seem. They make a lot of it. They can't seem to uh, buy any. 
Maybe it's just too expensive for those very uh, thrifty French. That's just They're almost export. as thrifty as the Scottish, and almost as thrifty as the, uh, as the Dutch. Boy, those Dutchmen, man, they make the French Canadians look like uh, benevolent. Oh, look what I just did there. What did you just do? Well, I, I'm not going to tell you, because that way you'll never know. This is Neil Rogers. This is 560 QAM. I hate you. Because it was a cop show, Hawaii Five. Oh, right. Yeah, well, I would have had to have watched it to hate it. Oh, I see. So, you know, I gave well, it see, there you go, making judgments now. No, no, I give you know, like you've got unless you watch it this weekend. It was the same as all the other ones. You know, they catch the guy at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they catch the guy in the end. All okay, the here's the poll. Eight fifty one. We could have done the easy nine hundred if we'd have pushed it, but we don't want to like put a lot of pressure on you in the middle of the week. For me, listening to Neil Rogers is a guilty pleasure because none of the above, 564. 66%. Two-thirds of the audience is like uh, General, uh, whatever, General uh, Patton. Cranky old fart speaking to him, 50. Hawkish Republican, 33. Employed by another radio station. About 30, man. Gunhugger. About 30, man. Catholic, 29. Fag hater, 20. Right-wing Christian, 20. Redneck, 19. Nazi sympathizer, 14. Klansman, 13. Old green-tooth Cubano. Incredible. 10. 
Jamaican nine man, Orthodox Jew nine, and I hate this poll. See, I hate this poll, but it put us over the top. It's already got a uh, vote. You know. It's already got one. Solamente uno. So irresponsible. Okay, Curtis Stevenson is coming along next auditioning. I mean, uh, fill in for uh, where Mo used to be. Do, 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 do. And then Mad Dog. The rumor around town is a Mad Dog 2 to 6 tomorrow. Bye, bye, bye. Put it 